0: Hi, I'm Danny, and I've been a bartender in Las Vegas for the past 24 years. Over those years, I've heard a ton of great stories from fellow bartenders and Las Vegas workers. So I'll be your host as we listen in while they share their stories. This is Tales from Vegas. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tales from Vegas. It's a beautiful day outside right now, man. It's been great. Right now in, in Vegas, the, the weather's beginning to change a little bit back and forth. I mean, we're kind of getting a little bit of that. It's chilly in the morning, but it's hot in the middle of the day. So, you know, you have to bring your sweater in the morning and then you have to take it off, you know, and, and go like almost shirtless in the middle of the day here anyways guys i'm rambling on but we have another good guest with us here this gentleman i'm i'm known for a little bit he works at the casino with me too and, and and he's been around for a little bit man he has some good uh good stories and good stuff and everything and his name is mike mike how you doing brother great danny yeah we've known each other for 20 years it's it's really good to it, isn't that to amazing to keep saying you. that yeah, yeah. yeah isn't that funny how yeah. that goes at least man? 20, we'll... right, yeah, right exactly yeah yeah so uh, like i said mike works at the casino there with us and, and obviously he's been there 20 years and, and um he's been in, in the bartending uh world with us you know a lot of people that come in uh that have on sometimes don't start there and, and he's one of the few guys that have been there from the beginning as a bartender and he's uh he's worked all sorts of shifts and, and worked with all sorts of people he's got some good stuff going on Be- before we get into that mike man hey why don't we go a little bit on your background you know what where, where you're from uh how'd you get where you're at now man
1: uh yeah thanks danny uh, originally i was born in wyoming mm-hmm. uh my dad was a truck driver. So, uh, the parents moved around a little bit. So I spent some time in Denver, but, uh, when I was 18, um, that was right after the, like the first Gulf war. Okay. So I was like, kind of like what was going on with nine eleven and stuff like that. Like it was really patriotic at that time. Yeah. And I thought, well, I could go join the army and if I wanted to go to college, I could use that money for college. So that's what I did right when I was 18, joined oh, the nice. army. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was stationed over in Germany for about three years. And
0: was it the actual, the actual army you joined? Yeah. Right? U.S. Okay. Army. okay. Yeah, okay. I had
1: to do it again. I would have tried army national guard, which would have been nice. You'd had a little more freedom, but yeah, I did full-time army. Nice. Okay. Um, first contract was three years, got out. And uh, like, again, my dad was a truck driver. So mm-hmm. they were living in Las Vegas and I was like, I'll come give Las Vegas a shot. Yeah. Came out here, I was thinking about, you know, um, pretty good size. I played football a lot in school. Maybe I'll go play football at UNLV and uh, do some stuff like that. And and uh, a few of the people I met out here, some of them were in the casino industry. Right. And I thought, oh, that, that might be a bad idea to get like a part-time job. And then like I tell everybody, customers at the bar – once I got behind the bar and started bartending, I almost didn't look back. Because,
0: oh, really? Yeah. You just kind of took it and run with it, well, huh?
1: Well, one of the big reasons was was because, like, when you're in the army, it's similar to college in the experience of, like, how much money you have. You're not, like, really rich when you're in the army. Right. And so when you're in the barracks and you're not at the chow hall or something, you're living off, like, top ramen noodle. Yeah. You're
0: just surviving, basically. Yeah, exactly. The yeah.
1: So, so I was thinking man, if, if I go back to college, I'm playing sports or whatever. I'm still going to be like nickel and diamond it. Right. You're still going to be going to I'm, I have like money at the end of my night in my pocket from, I was a bar back, not a bartender. Right. It was a
0: young guy. That's huge. Especially having that much. I mean, especially doing, you know, like I said, every night you're having some money and whether it be 20 bucks or whether it be a hundred and twenty bucks. And that's huge for a young kid that way. You're like, Holy crap. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's something that like, um, I never experienced before. And, um, I, like a lot of people, I think that come here to Las Vegas and like get into it. They're you know it's it's kind of eye opening. But yeah. now having said that, at the same time, um, I also think people have a misconception about the bartending industry. Like, oh, this is quick and easy to get into. Yeah. Because like I said, I I bar backed for three years, and I'm not saying that everyone has to bar back or bar porter or Ray, anything Ray. like that. But we've all worked graveyard shifts. We've all mm, worked different you have to bars. Just claw your way yeah, through it. Yeah. And you, you know, you, uh, I mean, granted there's times we work great bars and great shifts, but the yeah. economy changes and you, you got- get pushed around a bit. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, but I would say, you know, and, and like, you're right, you don't have to work. We've had a lot of great bar that didn't, you know, you know, great by having to be a bar back or whatever, this kind of work in. And, and, and those, people I would say a few far between because then it, it, you have to realize what you're walking into mm-hmm. if you appreciate that then you're going to be a good bartender absolutely if you kind of take it for granted not that you can't be a good bartender you're not going to uh, appreciate what you have and what you probably walked into so us going through being a bar back if you are doing the shitty you know graveyard shifts or some people loved it uh, doing the really slow day shifts or whatever it is mm-hmm. it, it, it builds you up and it, and, it, and it makes you a better overall bartender like I said that's not the only way to do it mm-hmm. but usually when you go through that way that there's pretty much a solid bartender.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. When you absolutely. go
0: through that way, it and builds you up slowly.
1: I think what helped me with that too was when I first started doing it, I asked a lot of questions and I asked people like, yeah. Hey, how do the tips work and blah, 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 how they split them. And right. and, and they would, I was just like, be completely honest with me. Like if I was a bar porter or something, I'm like, is that my tips? And they're like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. the bartender's tips. They tip you at the end of their shift Right? because someone that's not from Vegas, that's never been in the industry, those kind of things I didn't know. I mean, it might sound funny to like someone who's like a food server in a restaurant that's, yeah. that's listening to this that lives in Arkansas or something saying, oh, it makes sense. The, uh, the food server tips out the bus at the end of the night. But again, like I said, I just got out of the Army. I was really young. I didn't know about the industry. Right, right. You
0: didn't know anything. So it's, yeah. it's, it's better to ask and know, even if you're like, okay, this might sound like a stupid question, right? But at least you are getting the basis of like, okay, I yeah. just want to make sure I'm doing this right. So, I, so uh, do you think you had like a, a kind of an overall thing? We just want to make sure, or like, I mean, some people are just like, I was just totally green. I had no fucking clue, you know?
1: Um, I, w- I was totally green. Like yeah. I had done stuff uh, earlier, like in high school, in my younger days, I and mean, we're talking a million years ago here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, where i like had done something for tips or something like that. But I, as far as the industry, no, I like growing up, like I said, really my only job was in high school. I worked uh, in the movie theater industry and, mm-hmm. in the army. So yeah, I was kind of naive to the service industry as far as how it's tipping work. And okay. like everything in Las Vegas is kind of more or less based on that. Or yeah. someone knows somebody that's yes. in the industry.
0: Yeah. It usually helps if you know somebody you have an in, in, in Vegas that usually helps tremendously. Yeah. And everything. so, when you stayed, so you were going to go to school and you were going to go into football.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Okay. Man, I didn't, that, that I did not know. And you were going to go, you know, the, now what were you, what were uh what were you going to be or what was your position? I'm sure. So, to say.
1: yeah, just real quick about that. Um, I had some buddies uh, that I played high school ball with. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a prolific high school. Right. But it, we did have some athletes. Like we, we had a guy at a Crosstown High School. He ended up going to UCLA. Oh, wow. He, he was a three-time national champion. at oh, discus, shit. Three-time Williams. national champion at shot. Pretty
0: goddamn good then. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that was, like, some of the guys I was competing with. One of the yeah. guys that was on my football team, uh, he actually ended up going to University of Wyoming and then playing for the Cowboys for about a year or two. Wow! And it was like the Cowboys team with Michael Irvin, Dean yeah, Sanders. And,
0: well, these guys had some skills yeah, in. I mean, not so, everybody can say that, man. So it's,
1: some of these guys were my my close buddies growing up. And yeah, I, I played ball with them. I ran track with them, and um, and then some of the other guys, like when I when I went in the army, um, that were kind of like at my level of competition. We all got recruited by a college up in uh, South Dakota called Sioux Falls College. And I think there's like two or three up there. I don't know which one uh, right. predominantly they went to. But um, it's a purple and silver school. Anyway, when they went there, these guys, while I was in the Army, they won a Division three National Championship. Wow. And it That's was like cool. it was like four of the guys from my high school team that I played with every day, like Thank growing you. up from junior high all the way up. And then, like I said, the other guy went to U- University of Wyoming he ended up going for the Cowboys. So, yeah, I was like, okay, these guys are all playing, and, and mm-hmm. I had a passion for it. And the other part, too, was like the Army was going to make me just – I was going to grow physically a little bit. You right, know, I right. I wasn't going to go into – Gotcha. Yeah. You get you
0: a little more mass, a little bit, and just yeah, mature a little bit more, yeah. right?
1: so position-wise, uh, college ball, it would have been something on defense. It would have been yeah. like defensive end, probably outside linebacker. Is
0: that we were playing in, in school then, yeah. in, in, in high school?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, um and then, like I said uh, – Needed to get a car because I started uh, working uh, part-time in the casino, uh, picked up a part-time shift, uh, bar backing,
0: and... And you had no, like you said, you had no experience with sort of this kind of... And that's how I went into. but mm-hmm. I just went in, Okay. Yeah. And then, like you said, once you started seeing that money... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, it's hard yeah it really it, it is
0: you, it's almost like a honey trap almost you know it, right. if if you don't want to do this for a living it kind of sucks you in you're just like I guess I'm doing this for a living right. <laughs> yeah right. you right. you look up 25 years later like oh shoot I guess I'm doing this Yeah. You know?
1: well I think another part uh about that too is we talked to a lot of people that maybe mm-hmm. either started out in this industry or they're brand new working with us and they're yeah. like oh I'm always going to switch to this and I think I kind of had that too along with other people right when I was in my 20s I was like uh, well, someday I might go to school and be a teacher. Or right, right, right. Yeah, but I would say a good 70 percent of us—and I'm just generalizing here—probably yeah. um, don't make that switch. We're like, yeah. this is our niche. Right. I found it, and we're here. I'm not saying there hasn't been people that have left oh, the yeah, industry exactly. and kind of done other right. things, but uh, you kind of know. You know, I
0: think you're right. I think you know when you come in here, because yeah, usually if you don't want to. Be doing this, you won't be. Even right. if you're here for a while, you're like, I'm getting out. I'm getting. Out. And we've had people that done that. Like, hey, right. I want to go do this, and we're like, man, go go for it, man. Go, go do what you got to do. Don't don't leave yourself wondering here. But those of us that have stayed as long as we have, we wanted to do this. After yes. a while, like you said, we could sit there like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is good. I like you know. And obviously, the money part is always huge for anybody in, in right. any right. In job, but that's not the only part because. If it's just the money and as long as we stay, we wouldn't have stayed this long because you're going to be fucking miserable. Absolutely. So we liked it enough, we're like, you know, this is good. I, I like the people. I, I, I like the work and and, and this is great pace. So, well,
1: and another backup plan, because, you know, just like I was thinking about the army and football yeah. and stuff like that, I'm, you know, always like to have like a backup plan B. Mm-hmm. I always thought like when I started getting into it, I was like, hey, this would be a good gig if I ever need a side job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you if
1: I'm ever doing something else besides. Bartending, I don't know, auto mechanic, just hypothetical. Yeah. Then, if I ever wanted to fall back and just pick up some hours, maybe I could find a local bar and do that because I have experience. So, I always looked at it from uh, that aspect too that if yeah. I get some experience under my belt, I can always use this as something yes. to fall back on right. if I need
0: to. Right. And then, bartending goes anywhere in the world. You Absolutely. Can do it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So, w- when you were planning to go to school and all that, what, what was your uh, major going to be or what were you leaning towards uh, studying? Or
1: For me, um, I had some coaches and stuff that mentored me growing up mm-hmm. and uh one of the coaches that i liked the most he <clears throat> he was a, a social studies teacher okay and i really enjoyed uh like u.s government and stuff okay. in school so i i wanted to like go into that kind of follow his footsteps like a teaching and teaching. kind of thing okay and then i oh, uh, get into coaching
0: too yeah oh okay you know? wow yeah. okay so that's that was your aim at the beginning yeah and yeah. everything and you're gonna right. go to school and and it's impressive that you know that you were going to go into Univ football and, and you were playing with these guys who were great, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it means, tells me you you probably had some chops to you. You probably had a little bit of skill to you, you know, that, um,
1: well, like one thing, I don't know. I, I'm a modest person. Yeah, I, I tell people this once in a blue moon, you know, you talk about your glory days. Yeah. But one of my achievements back then was, um, I was a state champ. Nice. in a, a sprint relay race. Yeah. And we held the record for like, 25, 30 years in our state. Wow. Yeah. And that,
0: that was over in, uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. In Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, well, that's cool.
1: So felt pretty good when we did it. Um, there was a pro baseball player in the eighties that we uh, broke that guy's record. He, uh, yeah. he was running for one of the local high schools uh, back in uh, Casper, Wyoming. Yeah. And the coaches were like, Oh, you guys, when you're running, you guys remind us of that team from the eighties. Yeah. You know, we were running in the nineties. That's but, cool. That's a huge boost, like a yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm real modest. So I, you know, I'll, it's hard for you, you to talk, I'm talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm talk about this day, But though. you did it, man.
0: I mean, yeah. you, you got to own up to. it. I mean, it cool. it, you got to cool. feel a little proud about that. Yeah, when we did it, um, the coaches for the track team
1: they, they came over to us like after the track year was over. Yeah, and they got us. Uh, they got us uh, uh, food at this nice steakhouse there in town. And each one of us that were on the team there, the four, the four of us on that particular relay team, yeah. they bought us like a nice steakhouse dinner.
0: Oh, wow. Cause they oh, were they like, really, yeah, yeah, they're, they're impressed. Yeah. And there they go. Like, oh, these, so, these are our, our ticket our right. meal tickets
1: here. <laughs> right. And that was my, uh, that was also my friend that, like
0: that. They went on. The the down Cowboys, the, yeah, exactly. So there like, we go. You know, yeah. It was just good memories. It was yeah. Good memories. Oh, that's cool. So Yeah.
1: So I did have, you know, some visions there of like being able to take it further yeah why
0: not because I mean you're already getting kind of you know corded a little bit so if you want to say you know about hey you guys got skills and yeah right right. well
1: and matter of fact right before I left uh, that Sioux Falls College I took my buddies up there I went with them when they were getting ready to go into training camp and mm -hmm. then I had like one month left before my army thing started yeah so when I went up there with him, the head football coach was really asking me. He's like, "Hey, do you think you could stay?" And I'm not like, really. "I can't. I I got my commitment. I've already signed the contract." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, maybe when you get out, I'm like, okay, I'll think about it." And, cool. And it's not that I didn't want to go back to Sioux Falls or whatever. Yeah. It's just I was out here in Las Vegas. And you and just UNLV. got the taste of yeah, yeah, yeah. And UNLV was close I was Like well, maybe I'll play college ball there, but then yeah, I started bartending and just yeah, went,
0: yeah. I went. Say, so, yeah. when were you at now? Absolutely. that's funny Absolutely. Yeah, and. Like I said, no, no you know, coaches are not asking kids that don't have any talent. Are you going to come back? You know right, they don't do that. They're right. like, yeah,
1: they'll be like, bye. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that too because uh, that particular coach, when he was recruiting some of the guys, like one of the guys that went up to Sioux Falls College, he was a shot put and disco store, completely yeah. different guy than I mentioned earlier. Yeah, but he saw my races, even though yeah. I put my times down on my recruiting sheets. Right, right. Like he saw that race, and he was like, right after that race, he was yeah. like, we need you. Okay. We, like I yeah. didn't realize you were that fast. So go, you know we. You know, we you, you're not committed to anybody, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And at that point, I was, because that's usually track and field is at the end of your uh your year mm-hmm. in school. So at that point, I was already talking to the army. And gotcha. I was already talking okay. To them about right. like what it would be like, what's basic training yeah. like, and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. And you're also doing this thing in the army where you're doing a military in processing thing, and they have you do these these tests before you go in. Okay. And you have to like. I had to go down to Denver because that's where the military and processing center was at. And they have you do a physical, they have, they have you do all you get the whole thing. Yeah. Get everything ready you know. to make sure everything checks out.
0: Gotcha. You know? Exactly. All right. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so you said like, in the middle of being in, in the armies, you're uh, you said your dad had moved down to Vegas or mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, now uh, it, it, had you had known it. Was it like a spur of the moment thing they came or just kind of, they were planning it
1: kind of, kind of on me. Um, I was over in Germany and, uh, I called them probably like once a month or, you know, however long it took. Yeah. Just not frequently because obviously that's a lot of money to spend on the phone. Yes, especially like,
0: back then the yeah, long distance. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: So it would be like a two minute phone call like, Hey, how's the family doing? Blah, blah. And, uh, mom was saying, Hey, you know, uh, dad's got a transfer option cause they're getting ready to close the terminal here. They're going to do Portland, Oregon or Las Vegas, which, which one do you think we should move to? And I'm like, I'd like to come and check out Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you're young guy. Check that out. You're like, ooh, Vegas sounds yeah. good. Yeah. They're like, that's what we were thinking, too. And some mm. of his friends from the terminal are moving down there. I'm like, yeah, if you guys mm-hmm. want to do that. Oh, that's cool.
0: So you kind of held back yeah. that idea. Yeah. Isn't that and funny? Then,
1: yeah. Then a few few months later, when I called them, they're like, yeah, we, we picked Vegas out of the two terminals. Nice. And you're like, yes. yes like, right. like, yeah, exactly. So. Right. Because when I'm moving here, I'm not. At that point, I'm not thinking of bartending. I'm like, I'm gonna check out the club. Yeah, gonna you're gonna go strip. gambling. Exactly. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's and cool. it was like that too. When I first got here, the lights of this city, I was just blown away. Like, How I could have not, man. Yeah, I could
0: have not do that to you. you yeah, it's it, 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 this place is made to do that for it you, was. you know. Yeah, and it's just like, wow. The
1: First place I was taken to was the stratosphere, went down there, and just
0: and what year was this when you when you finally uh, came 95
1: 96. It? Okay,
0: 95 96. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so you went down to the stratosphere and, and that's the big uh, it, it reminds me of the, the big space needle in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's what the stratosphere is. It's it's a lot bigger though. That thing yeah. is huge. And so yeah. you went down yeah. there and, and
1: Yeah, I just I hadn't seen things like that. And I just yeah. I couldn't believe how big the strip was. I couldn't right. believe how many lights there were down there. Yeah, it's amazing and the just, first time you go through. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and that's back then. And it's even like three times as more now. Isn't I mean, it? it is just really so anybody who hasn't been out to Vegas in the past twenty years. You come here, you're going to be shocked. It's just, it's totally different. Absolutely. And it's totally like 10,000 more lights, you know, it, it, it just, it, it blows you away. 100 way. Yeah. And you go down there and like, it's a, it's an adult Disneyland, basically. It is. Everything yeah. you want and, 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 and ask for down there. You basically can get down there basically. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool to hear when, you know, especially coming in at, at that age, I mean, you were mm-hmm. like, you're ready to hit the ground running over here, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go do this. So, let's go do yeah, this. Yeah. go do this. <laughs> Now, were you, uh, when you first came in, were you with uh, any kind of friends or anything? Or just kind of by yourself when you were kind of exploring? Or uh-
1: uh, Oh, just kind of by myself. Right. Um, I had some good neighbors uh, that were... They were only a few years older than me, and they worked down on the Strip. I want to say okay. one of the people... Was at Treasure Island? I don't know if they still have that pirate ship going down there. But God, they had I don't a, remember. Okay, so they had a pirate ship going down there. Yeah, pirate show. Pirate wrote, show. Yeah, and they was were a good working show. on that and stuff. Yeah. And then then uh, had some other people on the street. They were bar. One of them was a bartender too, and the other one was a school teacher. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, one of you's a school teacher, one of you's a bartender. What that's interesting. <laughs> and uh, the bartenders just they were just cool. They're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can get into this. It's a, it's an easy job, which I think they downplayed it a little bit. Right, right, they yeah. So much fun with it because. Right. There's some, there's a lot of things about this job. It can be fun, but it's work.
0: It, it's definitely not easy, right? It's, it's definitely work. not easy. Maybe, yeah. maybe,
1: he, maybe I'm just remembering it that way. Maybe right, he right, said right. it was fun or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, there's work to do. There's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. one thing that's no joke about bartending
0: you're right and sometimes you look at the bartender and you're thinking like look at him man he's having such a good time exactly. and it looks so simple and all he's doing is you know depending on which bar he's just flipping bottles and pouring drinks and talking right. to girls like oh no there's a lot more into that right. stuff yeah right. at the back of that mind that guy's like god damn I'm on the side of limes where the hell's the fucking bar back I'm running right. out of Bud Light and shit like right. oh man I got one more bottle left of Tito's holy crap I'm gonna run out of this the next five minutes that's what's running through his head right at that yep. moment while he's smiling and he's pouring and he, you know, especially at a busy bar which you know we've mm-hmm. all worked sorry mm-hmm. and um So, yeah, it it can be misleading and thinking like, man, look at this dude. He's having the time of his life. (laughs) No,
1: it's good to hear you say that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm behind the bar, and when I'm thinking that stuff, I'm like, I'm overthinking. Yeah, 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 right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean— we're there to help everybody sitting around the bar relax and enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we got to keep stuff in our mind, and you got to keep like, okay, I'm serving this person, I'm talking to them, and, and 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 you're engaging. But thinking like, okay, I know these people behind me have been waiting for a few minutes, so I want to make sure I don't want to cut these people up that I love right. a lot, you know, too much, get them. And then the waitress, I know she just got up there and she's already staring at me, so I got to get this guy. Hopefully, it's just a beer and not a pinata because that's going to take a lot. time. I know.
1: Okay, no, well, <laughs> and that's how your mind's going. Exactly your mind's just racing. Saying. Yeah, uh, I'm
0: going to make an analogy here to football because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. played. Oh, there you go. Linebacker. Yeah. yeah.
1: But honestly, one thing that uh, playing sports, being a linebacker, helped me. Like when you're playing linebacker, especially in sports, and yeah. football particularly, and a- anybody that's out there that's played football before is going to know what I'm talking about. Especially yeah. when it comes to the to the terminology of linebacker. Yeah, coaches are always telling you all the way through school, all the way through college, pros, keep your head on a swivel Yeah. linebackers. And that's what you got to do to bartend. That is a great you've analogy. you got to keep yeah. your head on a swivel because, yeah. like you said, you've got those two people behind yeah. you, or you've got the cocktail waitress over in the well. Mm-hmm. So as I'm talking to people, I'm also doing the glancing yeah. left yeah. and right just that's to funny. see
0: if— like, got those Mike Singletary eyes on yeah, the bar. You're looking yeah, around yeah, like, what's, yeah. what's yeah. <laughs> But it makes you <laughs> a better bartender. No, you're right. I've never thought about it. But, they, you know, no, I know, linebackers are excellent bartenders because no. they have to
1: be, basically. It, <laughs> no, it's funny, though, because— Like, I'll do that, and I'm like, if the bar is getting busy, Mm -hmm. that thought will just pop in my head, and I've never vocalized what I said to you, yeah, like, to anybody, because it's just something that comes automatic to me, but I'm thinking, like, this is something I learned, like... 30, 40 yeah. years ago playing football. Right. And it, helped, it
0: helped get a foundation of, of, of what you should do. Right, you hit right. headed on a swivel. That's yeah, cause, perfect.
1: Because we'll be talking to people and carrying on a conversation and still be like looking over at someone and being like, oh, okay, that guy needs a Tito's and soda when I right, come right, back. And right, the right, the exactly. And he needs a Bud Light. Yeah. That's yeah. the two things I'm going to do next. Yeah, that's it, next, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Soulmate. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you. you you're talking to them, and you don't want to just. You try not to just cut them off short, and mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while you, you have to like, "I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be right back." Right, you know, right, 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 right. And most of all, sometimes, like I said, and and it's not up to our guests to to do that. It's us, you know. Uh, but a lot of times, a lot of good guests who will know they'll look and like, "Oh, you have somebody over there." I'm like, "Thank you." You know, those guests yeah.
1: are are cool too. Yeah. Uh, speaking exactly. about that part, yeah, uh, especially if you're working uh, at a bar where it's a rounded shaped bar, yeah. or there's something that's behind you as opposed to just where it's right. kind of straight like or something like that, yeah those kind of guests can help you a lot because they're like, Hey, you just had a guy walk up in the corner. Yeah. Thank you. Know, thank you, know, yeah, like, yeah, thank you yeah, so yeah, much. Like yeah. you helped me out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Know? So, so yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a good, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I liked it. A uh, linebacker analogy. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's right. No, it's,
1: it's not something I would like tell somebody like, hey, no, you but a it linebacker. works fits out perfectly, but yeah, because, and the, one of the reasons why they're teaching you that in football is because, uh, at that position that you're a tackling person, you're tackling people. The coaches don't want you to get hit like a crackback block right, right, and get exactly. smashed in the face. Right. Yeah, Cause, right. Because you could be sitting there focusing on the guy that has the ball, mm-hmm. but if you're not keeping your head on a swivel before they say, Hi. that's
0: kind of gonna lay you out, dude. right? Right, yeah. right.
1: So it was just something I always did growing up. And then yeah. when I started getting into the weeds in bartending, I'm like, Oh, this is just like linebacking when yeah, I get really busy, yeah. right. I just keep my head
0: on a swivel. And that's good to you when you start getting to whatever profession it is and, and you're kinda related to like, Oh, this is reminds me of a kid when this just happened, and you can kinda and it makes it a little something. It's a simpler uh, transition for you, you know?
1: Military does too. Uh, no, I'm sure it does. Know, uh, you see those, uh, I don't know if they run the commercials like this today, but when I was a kid, they had the commercials where there was like a guy in his camouflage uniform. He was in on a helicopter with a gun an M-16, mm-hmm. and M16. And he's walking off the helicopter and then he's in the business suit. Oh, well, yeah. Well, how you and me can relate to it is you come to work in your uniform every day. You come yep. to work in your black pants. You come yep. to work with your belt on you mm-hmm. Come to work with your black, black shoes. You come to work with your black socks. Yeah. You know, like that's just something that they drilled into you in the military. Right. Those same kind of things. You know, you always had to have to have your belt on with mm-hmm. your, with your camouflage pants. You always have to have your military socks on. With right. Your
0: boots you got to be stuff. a certain look. You got to be a certain way.
1: Yeah. Layer. So uh, just that repetitiveness. You know, I mean, people can call it discipline, but it's just that repetitiveness that you're doing it every day. You have to wake up every day and and groom yourself and stuff like that. So, yeah, I uh, that kind of goes through my head sometimes, too, when I'm bartending. I'm like, well, when I was in the military, they taught me those good techniques to, to be on time every day. Yeah, it's just like any job, be on time every day, show up to work every day in your uniform. He groomed. Room. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. You know, yeah. Like those things. Know,
0: right. Yeah. And that, and that's important for, mm-hmm. especially as a young man. I'm not even saying man, just young person, man, woman, whatever, mm-hmm. to get that down. Because and you don't think about it, you know, it, it's, you don't get that from every place. You know, I started out as a, a, a pizza place was one of my first places I got. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I luckily got that from my father, who instilled that to me because he was in the military, so mm-hmm. he always made sure of that. But a lot of people don't sometimes don't get that, so right, it's, right. it's it sometimes might be a hard transition. Not saying people are are not dressing right or dirty, but sometimes they're kind of like, "What do we have to do this all the time?" No, it's just, it's I I totally part get of it. the job. Yeah,
1: like one hundred percent piggybacking on what you're saying. So, like, I didn't have a job prior to the military, or maybe in school uh, doing something like that. So when I had someone pointing it out to me, training me like, Hey, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And then, when you think about that commercial where that guy in the camouflage walking off the helicopter, yeah. transition, you know, I'm like, oh, this is the kind of training skills that was, about. Yeah, exactly. You this know, just makes sense. Like this translates into corporate yeah. America perfectly. Right.
0: And then you like, as you get older, you realize, like, oh, yeah, this all helped me kind of get this uh-huh. down. Right. Uh-huh. And with all that comes second nature. So.
1: Yes. Well, it, I'm not exactly because I'm not even thinking about no, it. No, I think about I'm just You like, just do it going. and you just worry mm-hmm. about your day. What else yep. are you going through? So yeah. that's
0: cool. So. Getting to the Army now, you said when you got into it, you had an idea as a young kid to do this for a while, or was it like, how did that uh, uh, idea form in you? What was that for, like? For
1: the Army or for bartending? Uh, for the Army. Okay. So, uh, one of my passions as a kid uh, was uh, my father. He wasn't in the Vietnam War, but he's yeah. like a tugboat guy. Okay. Okay. And he worked on a tugboat uh, in the Navy. So okay. he was in the military. And then my Grandfather, he was in World War Two. Oh wow! He served over in the uh, Pacific side of the, yeah. of the war, and so just that being in my family, I was just like, oh, that's what I wanted. That's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah then,
0: sure. They would tell stories about you know being in the, in the military and stuff. Uh-huh. And that that kind of and like fueled that and everything. Yeah,
1: and just being a kid growing up when you're playing games with the other kids on the block. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite games you play cops and robbers was yeah. out there with the fake guns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, playing fake army.
0: Yeah, and, and that just- so.
1: I just thought like, hey, you know that's out of the militaries that's now mm. knowing more about the militaries now uh like National Guard or something like yeah. that I think that's the best for young people to go into national because I yeah. didn't have like my dad's experience was so far away from mine yeah uh, being the Vietnam and my grandfather's was so far away yeah and the military and the environment of the world has changed since then yeah. So yeah, uh, it's just something I, I wanted to have a notch on my belt in life, saying I did this.
0: Gotcha. So that, it was always there for you. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. And so when it came, and you knew, like you knew, basically, Rick, right, right out of high school, I'm going, I'm going to go do this, yes, basically. Okay. Yes, got it. Yes.
1: And the, like I said, the only thing that changed now as an adult, if I, if my kid was going to do something like this, national guard. Why, yeah. Why I would say national guard is because yes, you can still have that notch on your belt saying you accomplished something, but at the same time, that's the best way to go, if. You want to do more training, more career-oriented mm, stuff. So okay. That way it translates to, better. Yes. That okay. way you can go to school or you can have a okay. full-time job gotcha. and then do that on the side. Right. And at that time... You know, you need really need someone that's in that's looking at it from that perspective to teach you that. Right, you know, right. I just didn't have that kind of intuition to go, Oh yeah, you know what, National Guard, I could carry a full time job or go. Right, right yeah. Company. Yeah. You were just they like talk about it, but it's just kinda of going over your head.
0: Right, right, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. don't know. You're just like, I right. just want to get in. I oh, don't I don't care exactly. where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And
1: it's best to do it. You're eighteen. Yeah. Get it while you're, you're young and Right, yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. And and how
0: many years did you uh three years. Three years. Uh,
1: it's it's uh I don't know how different it is today. They have you uh sign contracts uh, for a certain amount of years, mm-hmm. the, I was, what was called a light wheel vehicle mechanic, which is basically a guy at Midas that changes like spark plugs and glow plugs and, cables, okay. you know, um, it was just kind of something I wanted to do as far as that. The other position that they hired me probably because my height, cause I'm around six feet tall is they offered me military police, but that contract was five years. Oh.
0: Wow. And you're and, like, you know what? I'm-
1: well, the five year part was this. I was like, if I'm going to do five years, then I really need to consider making this a career. Gotcha. So whereas if I'm signing the three-year contract, I can still decide, oh, do I like this? Is this something I want to do?
0: Okay. Well, I that's can- smart. Yeah, yeah. That's smart as a young kid. I mean, not, not everybody puts that much thought into it, but at least you put thought into that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. let me see if I like this first. Yeah. And, it, was, then, it was
1: complimentary towards me that yeah. the, that the military offered me military police right. right off the bat. Yeah. You know? And then when I got in, I, I started understanding more as to why they have these longer contracts for different job occupations. Yeah. And that's because your training requirement is different. So like my training requirement for the mechanic job, I want to say was approximately two and a half, three months, maybe. Okay. So like military police is minimum, I want to say six months. And that's on top of your basic training. Gotcha. So, so think about it from this perspective. The military almost wants you to be in almost nine years to 12 months, which is a year. Yeah. And then you're going to work for them. Gotcha. So you're, you're doing a whole training, of, and you're getting paid and stuff, blah, blah, For
0: blah. a year first, before you even get there. Yeah. Okay, well, so so that makes to, sense. To yeah. actually
1: get something out of that person who's in the military, gotcha. they're like, okay, well, that's why we want to do a five-year right. contract. Oh. So,
0: So yeah. I mean, you could have basically finished that three years and then go like, you know what? Okay, I'll sign that. I want to be the, the guy, but they wouldn't. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If, I, if, okay. if you
1: want to re-sign up again, yeah. uh, they'll let you, and they'll even offer you different different options like hey uh as a bonus do you want to do this do you right. want a money okay. bonus yeah. and the law for also you can ask them about uh, changing jobs so if you want to go to military police now yeah, that you're in the military job. yeah okay you know you right. can change careers
0: and, and where were you uh um based out of or what was your
1: so basic and the advanced training was down in South Carolina okay. in Fort Jackson and then uh Germany we were right outside of a place in uh Frankfurt Germany called Hanau
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: little thing about that that community is that's where the Grimm brothers are from
0: Oh really the, oh yeah the the, the storytellers yeah, yeah. the grim brothers yeah, yeah. So I think I, they made a movie out of that too, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, and it just it stuck out to me because every time we, we'd go downtown to downtown Hanau, yeah, uh, they'd have a big statue of the Grim. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's like, neat. Oh, those are the guys that wrote the fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I, and I'm sure Germany was real nice and everything was on there.
1: Well, see, that's just it. That's that's part of the thing of like when I was telling you earlier about being young and getting out. Yeah. And joining the military and just getting getting my see the wet. world. Yes. Yeah. You know, no like how many times are you gonna say you didn't just visit for a week? You lived there for
0: two. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you have like a, a family, a lot of money, you're not gonna be able to do that unless you join yeah, in the military. Yeah.
1: So I got to experience that. I nice. got to experience Oktoberfest and Wow, Munich and some of those. Did you
0: pick places. up? Like, uh, can you speak German or did you pick up any of it? Or you kind of lost it by now?
1: Okay, so I don't know if uh, you know what I'm talking about when I say this, but you know how you kind of pick up little bits and pieces of Spanish that we live here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You know, what? just to like get by yeah. on certain things. Well, it's like that over in Germany. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, like yeah. I, you, I would say, uh, uh, "Pommes Fritz. Pommes Fritz is, and I'm probably not even saying it. Right, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. frites is French fries. Okay, so if you were ishmuista ainen pamastrits. Okay, and ishmusta is like I want.
0: Right, you know, and right. Yeah. And you're probably, you are know, probably to them you're like a heavy accent guy, but they can yeah, understand. Like, like okay, yeah, like he's this definitely guy. American. Check, Check this guy exactly. Right, yeah, right, right, right. that's fine. But so in other words, you could basically more understand it a lot better than you could speak it.
1: Yeah, I wanted to learn the the, the politeness, the do right, right, Of course, I, fit, I would. Uh, I, why
0: wouldn't you, man? That yeah. seems kind of cool. And just to be able to speak a different language is cool. So why would not immerse yourself in there? You're there. Absolutely, that's cool. Well, and then you know, you,
1: you bump into somebody, a schuldigen, which is, excuse yeah. me.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, And at least you still kind of carry those simple words yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're ever lost in some kind of German community, you can get by, right. bud. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, ask I'll for the bathroom. Order beer. <laughs> ask for the bathroom, beer, and uh, French fries, apparently. <laughs> 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 what else do you need? <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> cool, brother. Cool. Hey, let's uh, take a little break here, and then we'll get back in and, and, and talk good. a little more about Barton, awesome, buddy. Dude. Yep. Right back, guys. All right, guys, we are back here. We're talking to Mike, bartender Mike, bartender slash almost football player, uh, military man, Mike, over here. And, but he was telling us about his uh, his fun that he had in Germany and and. Is uh, almost football. You know, the uh, football career he had going on here. But I, th- I think he made a big choice, man. I think it's. Um, he, he seems like a happy guy, and everything he's got going on is going. Thinking it's, it's those choices in life that uh, sometimes you look back on. But if you're happy where you're at now, then Absolutely. then you're good, man. You're good. I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm blessed. there we go. I got a
1: good family, good house, uh, good awesome. friends like you to hang out with. Right. That sounds 100%. great, man.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. We talked about uh, last break here, you know, uh, of your military and in and, and schooling and everything, and and where you're from and everything. So let's get a little bit about uh, getting into bartending then. So, absolutely. You said uh, you had some buddies when you first moved here. One was a, a, our neighbors, I was a teacher, and one was a, a bartender, right? Mm-hmm. Now, was he the one that, that planted the idea in the head to to check out bar back in, or how did that come along?
1: Well, uh, for me, what it was. And I saw the the guy was in his twenties. I want to say like twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, and I, w- I was twenty one at that time. So and that's the same year I just started work and I applied for uh, the job at at that time. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe this. Th- these people are so young. They own a
0: three bedroom house. Right. And, and they can afford all this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and when I talked to him, the, you know, the guy was like, yeah, I've been doing this for like five years. I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, get into it now. He goes, matter of fact, this is the best time at yeah. your age because you can learn all this stuff and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. So that's when I started throwing my applications around. Okay. Um, and I worked, uh, I threw them in initially, uh, i'll just throw this name out there it's not gonna hurt anybody or yeah. whatever but i worked i threw an application down at the rio because that was like the big commercial on tv the
0: yeah. Shit, yeah 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 In the 90s Rio was the shit man yeah exactly I didn't that
1: one but yeah now it makes sense now that i've been doing it for years because that was the hot spot of yes time, you know so then i put my application at a few other casinos and um i got with this company and that's whew, that's 25 26 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh My first gig there was uh, on call, and then, like I said, uh, and these job titles they do change, and you know this. What I'm getting ready to talk about, bar porter and the bar back thing. Yeah, so I was was doing that uh, for three years, at least three years, before my uh, first shift came up. Yeah. Now, having said that, and you know this too. Having said that, if I wanted to switch and not go into a casino and go to, like, say, a local bar, yes, I probably could have got a graveyard shift,
0: right? right off the bat. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but it's just like the the decisions and the process that we all make in this city is like, hey, do I want to? dive into that or do I want to dive in to stay in the casino where I'm getting the health benefits? Right. I've got security if something gets out of hand at the bar. Right, right, right. You know, because right. we, we talk about that to other mm-hmm. local bartenders oh, yeah, all the time. time. Yeah. You know, about which one and which. And, and we on. brought
0: up on, I brought up on the show before about the pros and cons of each. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: it was, a, it was a decision-making process even back then. Like, hey, do I stick doing this in the casino or do I go to a local bar or whatever? Because you're, you're always like thinking ahead and stuff. Yes. And then um, I want to say probably about three or four years, they did some expansion. They opened up a new bar. So I was able at the very end of that, the tail end of it, to Get a hold of a bartender shift on Graveyard. Okay. You know, and like I said, it would be no different. Like if I would have left and right, like went to a local bar, they're not going to, if I don't have any experience or I've only been doing it for three years, yeah. they're not going to stick me in the hottest spot.
0: No, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. You yeah. Know, they're going like, to fit
1: me in where they can fit me especially in. Especially
0: if other people that have been there a little bit and, and put Absolutely. their time in. And, and, and as a young guy, at first you're thinking, like, man, that's a bunch of bullshit. But then when yeah. you put time in, like, it makes sense. You yes, know? yes. And so, and, I, and we get that a lot of times the young people come in and like, uh, it's something that's hard to accept that that you got to tell somebody like, look, you can get some of these good shifts, but you got to put time in. They're like, uh-huh. well, all right, how many weeks? You're like, no, no, I'm talking years, man. Mm-hmm. And you can see sometimes their eyes glaze over and they'll understand. And I go, oh, no, no, but this will make you a better bartender. This will make you better. If we stick you in one of these spots now, you, you would just, you would drown. Right. right. For the most part. you know, Absolutely. Maybe one person out of, you know, 50 could probably survive. But if I just stuck you in, you know, with no, especially no experience and stuff, then you're not going to do it. But right. It, it's, it's funny how. When you're that young, at first you're kind of like, uh, but all the choices you have, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. you can go to the local bar, you can stay where you're at, you can even you, I'll even throw it third one, you can even do the banquet routes.
1: Yes, that's yeah. And absolutely. there's a, there's
0: a bunch of uh, restaurant stuff, so bartending. restaurant bartending, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of stuff doing. And I think we we like you with me, I, I thought about the benefits stuff. When you casino, it's a, it's a little more for the most part consistent once you get a shift. Yes, a little more steady were, you know, at the very beginning, the local bars, uh, you could do really well right off the bat. I mean, you could just start making good money uh, and altogether, uh, Banquets is kind of like we are now. From my understand, you got to wait and you got to build your time up and all stuff. So it's just funny the choices you have and then what you stick with. And, and obviously, you know, if we're still here, we, we made the right choice for ourselves. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of choices. Going as for anything, I guess anybody, any young man looking to any kind of job or young woman whatever, and there's a lot, so many choices in.
1: Well, the banquets is a big one, unless yeah. like you're a day one person at that uh, facility. Yes, you got to put your time in. But yeah, if you get if you get in there and you have high seniority after like say 10, 15 years, that banquet job is. Nice. Huge!
0: It's, it's real huge. nice. It's huge, you know, right. but they're
1: just not going to hand those out. No, you know? no, you, know, yeah, you got to wait your competing turn. Competing for that, right. yes, you got to wait yeah. your turn. You
0: got to put your time in. And, mm-hmm. and like, exactly, as a young guy, sometimes you don't understand that. You're like, well, I'm so much better than that guy. And a lot of times, unfortunately. It's sometimes they're right, you right. know. Not all the times, you know. Sometimes, right. sometimes they don't see what the older, you know, or the more experienced guys doing. It may look easy. It might right. look like he's doing nothing, but he's doing a lot, man. You know, like Absolutely. we talk about. You know, they make it look easy sometimes, and then the young guys like, oh, I can run circles around that guy. I'm sure. like, can you really? You yeah, know, right right. Right, 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 right. Can you? And well, so.
1: and then not not only can can you run circles around that guy or girl, but. What did that person have to do
0: to get to that point? Like right. how many, how many years and how many, ice did they yeah, have to do? how many, uh, literally blood sweat and tears that they had to put exactly yeah. they had to carry and how, how many, many people, fights did yeah. they
1: have to resolve at the bar? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. How you much, know. you know, difficult situations they had to go through exactly. and stuff. Right. So, you know, it's funny. A lot of times it's not always about, um, it's, it's how to handle situations that they've learned and experience And yeah sometimes some of us get a little slowed down a little bit stuff or sure. not putting away or, you know, we're not moving as fast as we used to, but we, you know, we're we're expending our energy in the right areas is what we know. You're like, yeah. I'm not going to worry about running around there, man. It, it's, you know, whatever. You yeah. Know? But, uh, okay. So that's funny. So you made the decision to stay, you know, not go to the local spot, which is a in big decision. Casino. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's so many places and choices out here for you to go to, but you recognize earlier on, you know, I guess kind of like all of us here in the casino did that. I'm going to stay in this part spot. You know, it's going to take some years, but I could see the end. I could see the people at the bars working and, 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 and what they go through and you've worked with them a little bit and like I guess I like where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I made the decision, and maybe you don't verbalize it to yourself, but that you do. So you mm-hmm. go in so you go into bar backing then. Mm-hmm. Now did you start as a bar back or did you start as a bar porter?
1: Uh and see this is where the industry's changed a little bit, just right. with the job. Yeah, titles. the time, right. Um I went in as a bar back. Because um, okay. basically what it was back then is I wanted to have experience, like, learning the drinks. Right. And the the industry's kind of changed now, and I'll explain this to people that aren't used to bartending. So back in the day, if you was a bar porter, all you did is you just went to the warehouse and you got beer and supplies. That's it. You very rarely came to the front bar. Okay. Because what those guys did back then is they would go to the warehouse and we would have supply rooms in the front of the casino, and all day, jo- all day long, their job was distributing that stuff to those...
0: Kind of like a liquor runner, basically. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, the... Bar back, they did the combo. They did the mixed drinks, Mm -hmm. made the drinks at the bar. But their job was to leave the bar, not to go to the warehouse, but to go to these storage areas and then pick up the liquor or pick up the supplies and bring it to the bar. And so now they've kind of make those jobs kind of a hybrid job to where that person, instead of just who's a bar porter who would go all the way back to the um, the loading docks, is now coming to the front bar and doing stuff like that. So yeah, so back then, technically what my job was, was bar back. Um, and that's a person that's a, an apprentice bartender. Gotcha. You know, yeah. And I, like I said, I don't know if in other cities and stuff like that, if they still use all that terminology. But that, right. that's what it was. it was. So I could learn drinks. But at the same time, in the good thing, at the same time stock, stocking the materials behind the bar. And one of the good things about that that I just take for granted today is that that gave me – a lot to, like, learn about the product.
0: Mm-hmm. Learn about oh, yeah. what kind
1: of beer we're serving. Learn about what, what mm-hmm. kind of – how we have to cut fruits, cut lemons and limes. How to do that. Where to get the cherries and the yeah. olives from and all that kind of stuff. So it made me more knowledgeable about uh, what actually takes place behind the bar. Yeah. How do you stock it? Where do you get the supplies? What are the stuff Yeah, you all the all you get
0: the stuff toothpaste? people don't think about. But, yeah, all the yeah. simple stuff going on, like, where do I go for this? Now, were, were you um, – a big drinker uh, beforehand? Did you like visit bars where you're like a big party guy from the beginning or not even party guy, just a drinker in general?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Socially. But the weird part about it uh, was that I didn't do like mixed drinks. I didn't go to like bars, gotcha. especially like so, a beer. Okay. Guy. So yeah, like going back to Germany real quick, <clears throat> like you could right then you could go in the bar when you were 18 over. Right, China. right. But uh, there it was just like beer and shots. So it wasn't until I got to... yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Yeah, well, just like, you know... Yeah, at I'm 18, young... beer and shots, all yeah. right. Yeah. So when I got to Las Vegas, when it came to, like, the whole thousands of mixed drinks i'm like oh i don't know right right things. right yeah, yeah. So like I it's did. so
0: much simpler in germany right, yeah right, where's right. the beer and shot bar that's what i want to go yeah, over. yeah <laughs> yeah where's the mai tais and the sex yeah, on the yeah. beach like yeah. i had
1: never even i i hadn't ordered those ever cuz i never even heard of the drink
0: okay right right exactly Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially being on your lego i don't know what the hell yeah, is yeah what's that a it?
1: what's a strawberry daiquiri yeah, what's yeah. a pina yeah. colada
0: what goes in a rum and coke i don't know what that is you get your sake yourself out. you know what the
1: first year i was bartending someone got me on that they're like hey give me a of Libre. and i go over to the other bartender i'm like what's
0: I was making sure you knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but through, yeah, and then that's when you get mad, like, God damn it, what do they call it? Cooper Lever, then yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> no, they want to put a lime on. Yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, and pe- people knew that too. Like they knew they just I was mess young, with the, young yeah. buck behind the Oh, bulb. yeah, they love so, to fuck with the young yeah, guy. Yeah, like, Let's got see, you. He knows this yeah. one. And, know? and
0: it's funny because, it, <laughs> so when I got messed with, it was. it, it was like a mean messing. They weren't like trying yeah. to shit's a good like I'm gonna make this guy look like an asshole. And uh-huh. I'm like, God darn it, you guys suck. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that well and that's uh just another good idea, like what you're talking about. That happens a lot, too, in, in bartending, you know, just kind of the jokes that people play with you at yeah. the bar and oh, you play yeah. With them. yeah. You know, that, that's, a, that's a fun part of it, just that social aspect
0: of so, it. So, yeah, so bringing that up, so, we know, we have the young um, bar porters, bar backs, which is like a bar apprentice. And mm-hmm. a good thing to do, like, especially that new guy that comes in that the bartenders will do, the new guys, is, you know, the um, – those guys have to always change out, like if our soda guns go out, you know, you know they have to go change out the syrup for the Pepsi or the cranberries yeah. and stuff like that. They have to go, and you have to learn to do that and they have to change out, like if, uh, over in Vegas, we have these Good things point. called liquor guns and they have to replenish that too. So it's basically, it's a big room and it has liquor face down going into the buttons on the bar. It's like a little digital gun. You push a button and then liquor comes out a, a certain amount, you know, because uh, the casinos are a, a corporate place and that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what the the bar porters do now. And so, a funny thing for us bartenders to, or even even some of the older uh, bar porters or bar barks, or whatever, will do to the new guys They'll go like, "Hey, you know what? Our uh, club soda's out in the gun down there. Can you go please change it out?" So, if you don't know, the club soda is just basically the so the water going in that gets uh, carbonated. It's club soda. There's no syrup to it. It's just it. It's a water line, basically. But the young guy doesn't know that. So he goes down there and he's trying to look for the bib. So the Big Sur Bib. And he's like, I can't find the club soda bib. It's a dumb joke that we play, but we all start yeah. laughing. We giggling like, you idiot. There's no club soda bib. It's just it cuts the water yes. line. Yeah. So that's some of the dumb jokes we play it's on the new kids, you yeah. know, new guys going on and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And
1: especially if you if you do this for a while, like we've yeah. all been part of that. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, uh, where we're calling the other bar or something. And it, like, again, it doesn't happen all the time. You're professional. Yeah. yeah. Uh, almost all the time. But. Yeah, just especially you when you got the though. new guy, especially when you see that guy is going to kind of be like us. Yeah. Uh, are there, uh they're going to be in the industry for a while? You're like, okay. Yeah, it's time to mess with right this again. guy. He's like, yeah, time, yeah,
0: yeah. time to jump you know. But that's like, you know, like a. What do you call it? when you get somebody in the club, you just kind of get them you know, sure. in, in there and stuff, and just kind of show them that you know it, it's it, it, it helps relax them. Hopefully, you Absolutely. know after they it, make some laugh, like dude, hey, we're just messing with you. Don't worry about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And because it, you know it can be intimidating. I remember being really mm-hmm. intimidated coming as a oh, bar. Oh yeah. Now with me and I, and I asked you about the drinking. I was never a. And I'm still not. I was never a drinker, so I was super green. Mm-hmm. So coming onto a bar as a, and, and the, when I was at the bar porter. Um, we weren't really like, uh, like doing the liquor running. They had the other guys doing that. So I was cleaning the bars. I was mm-hmm. cleaning mats. I was taking out trash, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that side of it. So I was going on these bars, which look really scary. And people, the people in the bars look real scary. I'm, I'm a, i am I think I was 24 at the time, totally you know. Get it. And, and, and it was mm-hmm. really intimidating to go out there. So. When they started doing jokes like that to me, it helped break the ice a little bit. Like, hey, man, it's okay, relax. It's not that yeah, serious, yeah. you know. Everyone's fine, and when you get in and there, it kind of it, it brings you helps. into the club. It brings you in the club a little bit, like you're one, you're a little bit. yeah. Yeah, and you're um, one of us now, right? And, and, and especially the older casinos. You had some of the older bartenders, there, man, those guys can be pretty rough. You know, yeah. those guys oh, will give yeah. you the business. But I, I will say them doing and I don't know I can't speak for I, I, not that they were doing it but it helps you build uh, a thick skin for when mm-hmm. you get on the bars and, and, and some of the rough times especially in that casino mm-hmm. that, that can happen it helps you build up that thick skin to get Absolutely. you going into the and it, it helps you at the end of the day and I think for the most part you know everybody's there for the most part most people are doing that for you especially if they see you're going to stick around like okay we're going to help build you and so that way we get you on your way and you'll be able to you know to float or whatever you know and and, and, and be on your own here so
1: yeah and what, and what you're saying too Danny is like that's that's what helped me, like you said, cleaning the bars, yeah, doing that kind of stuff. Like how you mention the liquors when you go to the liquor room and see all these liquors? I'm like, what's a scotch? Yeah, you know, like, right? I you don't know what it is, yeah. Bourbon, you know, right? I, I don't know what's the difference between a scotch and a bourbon. Yes. And, and so when you're working and you're putting all those liquors up on the wall, you're kind of teaching yourself at the same time too. Yeah. So, you know, okay, Reading this it. is yeah. where the vodka goes. This is where the gin goes. Yeah. This is what this yeah. is. For.
0: And, and, and just a different type of Rums. liquors instead of exactly. Oh, Captain yeah.
1: Morgan's a rum. Okay, yeah, no, Who's yeah. a rum. Right. Exactly. It, you know? yeah. 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 So that that definitely helped the process of like learning all that stuff. One thing for me um, that I learned early on that made me more of a s- successful bartender um, in the long run—that uh, I figured out—I'd be bartending sometimes. I'd open up a bar and I'd just get in the weeds and I just, oh man, mm-hmm. how, do, how do I fix this? And my one of my things that I learned how to fix it was coming in the next day a little bit earlier and prepping the bar. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, whatever it helps. Exactly, you know, get yourself I, I, ready. Yeah, yeah.
1: I took that for granted when I was younger. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to come in and do the ice and stuff, and boom, i to be ready to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, no, and. Uh, after the first year, I'm like, "Oh, this ain't working. I've got to, I've got to do yeah, something different." Yeah, right. I'm, I'm stressing in out. The weeds, like, really yeah, quick, right away. You know? Yeah. So I would come in before the bar would even open, and I'd get all the fruit trays done. I'd get all the ice done. I'd get my uh, my little margarita thing set up with my lime. Everything my ready. Salt. So when yeah. you're ready to
0: go, exactly. And
1: that's the best way to bartend because then you're just going. Then you're just making the drinks, and when those customers walk up, you're talking to them. Right. Not-
0: Especially the type of bar. If you get a bar that boom hits right away, you don't want to be caught like, "Okay, hold on, let me set this up." You know? Right. And you're like, "Yeah, you're this should reacting. be ready to go." Exactly. Yeah. yeah because yeah, not all of us a lot of times will have um the bar preset for us sometimes right. you said you set up yourself and mm-hmm. you got to give yourself that extra time to do. and that's that. an
1: important learning technique because if you're working at a local bar casino mm-hmm. bar yeah that prep work helps
0: especially when you're first starting you know you're already worried about just working just serving mm-hmm. drinks you know and you tell young people a lot you know and i know they worry about recipes and stuff and guys don't stress too much and if you're starting out about recipes and things you know sure it, it, that will that will come. The biggest thing is is dealing with with, with your guests and, mm-hmm. and and handling them. That's that's your number one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you, you want a new few basic drinks you should know right off the bat and not to worry. But nowadays. Man, we have phones, we have internet. You could pull stuff up right away if it's something crazy. Yeah, that's now, a good it is. Point. And back when we started, we had to buy these little drink books, you know, or you, know, mm-hmm. or you had did. to call the other bar, you know, so it makes mean, yep. it so much easier now. So I know guys, you know, and and I know jobs going in, you, they want you to know drinks, and it is good. Not saying you shouldn't know your drinks, it is good because it makes you faster, mm-hmm. but that shouldn't be your first worry. Your first worry is worrying how to handle your, your guests and, and, and taking care yeah. of them. That should be your number one. For me, about that's always been the thing.
1: Because, you know, uh, all bartenders all bartenders going to test this that you're doing good once you get everyone at your bar settled in yeah. all your all your seats are taken up and everyone's sitting there and you've got them all a cocktail you've got them all a drink or you know could be a pepsi whatever but they're settled in and then you're cruising yeah. You know, you got, yes. you yeah. Yeah. And then you go. Yeah. And now you can just react. Now you can yeah. just talk to them. You can get someone. Then the you get into the
0: fun stuff where you see the bartender. You think yeah. like, man, he's doing. He's having exactly. fun because yeah. he got all the stuff ready. Exactly. Right. He's got his everything down. everybody's, everybody's taken care of, and then yeah. he can relax and talk to people, Absolutely. whatever and stuff. Absolutely. And and anybody you see, especially at a busy bar, looking like he's having fun is because he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Either that or everybody else at the bar is pissed off because they're not getting served. That, yeah, that could be the case. <laughs> you look around, everyone's angry. You're like, yeah, this guy's in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> he just this gave up. This guy looks <laughs> awesome. Those two people are happy. Yeah, yeah are everybody other, else is pissed off. are the other 10 people upset? <laughs> they're growling at him. Exactly. <laughs> he just forgot him. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, so... So you went to barback, and how long were you barbacking before you kind of made the jump? So, the, again, guys, barbacking is just a, a, a bartender apprentice. You're, you're learning. You're learning yeah. the skills and stuff. And here in Vegas a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, I think for some people, it, it, it goes by time limit on on movement in, in the casinos. So sometimes someone could be a barback for two weeks and move up to bartender. For sure. Some people could be a barback for 10 years before for they sure. could move up. For and sure. so it all it never really depends on when you're ready. Sometimes you get it when you're whether you're ready or not.
1: Right. This, this city is, uh, I've talked to people on the strip, on Fremont, local casinos, Mm -hmm. local bars. Um, it very depends. Uh, this is just like any other career being at the right place at the right time. Right. Exactly. You know, um, now having said that, like where we're at, I was, uh, self-conscious of that in the, in the back of my head, I would have eventually made the jump had I like stayed at bar back. Mm -hmm. I would have eventually made the jump to somewhere. Um, but I think what happens, and this is where I talked to some of the guys on the strip and on Fremont, They get a really good shift. They're making really good money, and they don't want to make the jump. They're like, you know, but then they get stuck because other people are applying for those on-call shifts or they're applying for those graveyard shifts. And we see it all the time, even, even in our job. We see, like, cocktail waitresses. They won't sign graveyard. The problem is, five years later, a girl that's only been there for a year
0: Moves up ahead she's of She's got them. like
1: five shifts in front of another girl because yeah, right. that girl would, you know, and that girl yeah. who came right in. She's going to sign a full time shift, right. so she got seniority.
0: Yeah. You know? and so, so
1: yeah. So it's the same thing with like right. barbacking and bartending. Right. With me, um, mine took about three years. Uh, really good company, so I, I didn't mind waiting. And I, yeah, plus I wanted to get comfortable learning everything. Right, right, right. Um, then I got it, and then uh, obviously. Then even after that, because that was a graveyard shift, I was looking at like other opportunities if other mm-hmm. casinos opened up. Right. And then I, then I moved on from there. When the other casinos opened up, I started throwing my apps in. Because yeah. Now I could say like on my application, Hey, not only do I have this bar backing experience, I have bartending mm-hmm. experience. And, and it's I've a lot been better. This, I exactly. under my belt. Yeah. And that's know? huge. Right. Especially yeah.
0: looking at, um, so you moved over and then, um, obviously you ended up in uh, opening our casino that we had opened up. Mm-hmm. You went up with us and, um, I, and I don't remember right away, what what shift did you have? What Did you go into graveyard or were you where were you at when we first opened up the casino? And right the off, casino's been like over 20 years now.
1: Right off the bat, um, I did breaks. Now, to the outside people, what's breaks? Yep. Breaks is like you're uh, walking around to each bar for an hour and you're giving the person a lunch break. Okay. So everyone is happy to see you. So that was my first shift. My and, first
0: shift. Yeah, and that shift will go and that will like that builds your day basically. So all day you're going out giving all the bartenders a break and, mm-hmm. and that's the end of your day. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. we need that obviously because you can't, you know. Yeah. You people need to have a break and are yeah. and you so you fill in for them. It's kinda okay.
1: like someone delivering the mail or someone serving you food. You there know? We go, yeah. Like uh, go back to the army on that one. You know, when you're in the army, you're always happy to see the mailman. And you're yeah. always happy to
0: go to the show. <laughs> yeah, so, everyone's happy to see the breaker. Yeah, so, like when you're a
1: bartender, everyone's happy to see the breaker. Yeah, the breakers
0: go, are. Yeah, they're going on break. They're they, going to go eat. They're they going to go relax. Whatever they, it is. Yeah, take their mind off. The yeah, place. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you were doing that um, uh, breaker shift for a while mm-hmm. then, and was that on day shift or swing shift?
1: Uh, swing shift. Okay. And then just with that, and just with the economy and everything over the past twenty years. I would just do different shifts. I would do break shift. If we did a rebid, I would go to uh, swing shift something. Yeah, right. Uh, If we did a rebid, I've done graveyard before there.
0: Let's sit on on graveyard because I know we did a So when I was uh, working the the Irish bar, and Mm -hmm. that was like seven years. Mm -hmm. You you were stuck in graveyard. Right, and and right. The, the bar, the sports book, I guess we call that the sports bar, the bar in the sports book area, you were, cause that's open 24 hours. Right. You were there for seven years.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say at least, yeah. At least seven years. Yeah. Right.
0: No, I, I know not knowing that nobody knew with that shift, usually within a casino, within like two or three years, there's always usually like a rebid for the most part. Right. It right. could stretch up to like five years, whatever. And more casinos. And the first, as far as I know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not exact, but it, the, my experience is every few years, at least three years on average, I would say. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like I, I, and I can't speak for every casino before. So this time it we didn't do anything for like, it was yeah. like seven years. That
1: was the only thing unexpected about it. Because right. Because up to that rebid, I think I had done already two of them. At right. The casino. So yeah. So it wasn't, it was, it was like, Whoa, that was, so I could definitely say by the end, by the end of that shift, when that rebid happened after that seven year stint, Yeah. I, w- I was saying on the last year or two, I was like, I'm surprised they haven't done a rebid yet. Like, and I'm pretty sure, like, I got to get yeah, off this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think after that rebid, I probably went back to breaks. Yeah. But
0: there was at one point where I even
1: took a day shift when we did another rebid. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just to change your pace. Just yeah. wanted to try it. Yeah. And and yeah. Anyway.
0: And how was uh, how was graveyard? So graveyard is always a, a special. I mean, any any job or anything, graveyard is always fun. But you know, working in a casino in, in Vegas is always a little different. So how, how was that for you? I mean, was that a you look up. I mean, obviously, the timing is probably not great. I don't know. Maybe it was for you. People, some people like it.
1: Well, I got a little a bright eye and uh, bright idea in my eye here. Yeah, you probably saw it sparkle up here. Yeah, because I got actually have a good bartending story on this. So, yes, all right. Um, I'm glad. You know, I'm not glad you mentioned it or whatever. I'm just thinking. You know what? This is a cool bartending story that people don't hear outside the bar. Yeah. So, uh, graveyard. Here's one of my graveyard stories. All right. So there's this nightclub going, and they got this rock band over over in the uh, thing over there, and they always brought in a lot of like. People that loved the—it was like a glam band from the '80s. Yeah, and they always brought in a lot of like uh, hot-looking people dressed up to the nine and stuff right. like that.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, these guys. Yeah, it was you a big. Yeah, about. exactly. The, the stage bar. Yeah, I know exactly. Right. exactly. These guys. So are, when they it was would, a big band, they turned to be a pretty big band absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. When,
1: when that when that lounge broke, when that bar shut down, yeah, they would come and cultivate over the sports Hang bar, at your remember? bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd get them all. So one night I'm working with one of the guys, and. uh, he he looks over at me. And he goes, "Hey, uh, check out that girl in the latex dress." And I and I just glanced over at her. I saw her when she first walked up to the bar. She was smoking. I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, I, yeah." I, I right. saw her. Yeah. And he goes, "No, no, look at her." I'm like, "I don't want to stare at her." You know, <laughs> like I get it that she's like wearing the skin tight dress. Right. He's like, "No, no," and he he just this the way his voice changed. He's like, "No, no, look at her." I'm like, "Okay," because he said it in a different way. Like, right. I, I need to check this out. I'm like, "Okay," so now I'm staring at her, which I'm like, I don't want to be googling or anything. Right. Right. And I'm and I'm looking at her and. I'm like, what? And he goes, exactly. I'm like, and my jaw just dropped. She wasn't wearing anything, she had spray painted a
0: latex <laughs> dress
1: on her body. It was on. That had
0: been pretty good because you thought it was just a really tight dress. And, and, right. Uh, because, like, well, oh. they
1: have like, I don't know how she did it, if it was, this, if, if someone had it painted on, but it yeah. was this rubber, like rubbery
0: latex dress
1: that you would see like a, a girl in a nightclub yeah, wearing. Nice, a super short tight dress. Minis- yeah.
0: But there was nothing. It was just nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, wait. So from head to toe, nothing, or just kind of like... Well, well, she had the high heels on. Okay, okay. And then, um, <laughs> you can't spray paint those on. <laughs> yeah, as you're, like, as you're like staring
1: at the body parts and stuff, you're like, yeah. well, how did they do that? You could see where they put like a little patch over yeah. the private part areas. Okay. But then... But that was it. it. It had to be like an artist or something, too, because it would be like... These, the best way to describe it would be like looking at these uh, swimsuit Sports Illustrated models. Yeah. But even better, because in those ones they're doing it with just like it looks like an airbrush this one was actually like a latex rubber paint something gotcha. like that gotcha oh know? wow that's
0: weird yeah so, so she was wearing
1: yeah so how they did the shading on the hips area and the chest area yeah they made it look like she was just wearing like a tube top mini skirt
0: but she wasn't yeah wow like
1: security didn't check her nobody else checked her and they're like probably I just
0: see, like oh she's real tight dressed yeah, yeah. You, you know
1: you, you see someone like that so everyone's not gonna and uh, she's hanging out with some of the guys in the band and stuff like mm-hmm. that and that no is I like bet. a really cool bartending story because <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I can't believe that this person. But I would have. I'm telling you, I would have never thought she was naked had the other guy said, "No, stop! You yeah, have to yeah, stare at her." Yeah, friend.
0: exactly. You wow, know, it's
1: like an optical illusion.
0: So they had, like you say they had a little patch. So she had a little patch covering, obviously the the, the genitals, whatever, yeah, exactly. and, and even her butt in the back. I mean, you couldn't see. I mean, or
1: see that to me, you wouldn't even. Yeah, what I could remember that looked uh, that part. Uh, looked like they did the shading with the spring. Okay. They wow, that's crazy. They did some kind crazy. of shading with the, with, the, with the paint because, but yeah, the front <laughs> yeah, part, definitely. Funny. The, yeah, back, was, the back right. part, though, I did not see. So
0: yeah. after he said that, you probably couldn't stop staring at her, right? <laughs> <was> just, well, <laughs> How could you not? Know? I was like, what the hell, man? Well,
1: and then <laughs> then what the other guy said to me, he looked over to me, he goes, not only is that amazing, he goes, but just think about what kind of body you have
0: to do that, that. to pull it off. Right. I'm oh, like, you got very yeah. confident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's so, a lot of confidence, though, you yeah. know, because there's a lot of, um, I would just say women, people in general have great bodies, and they would never do it. They're like, sure. there's just no fucking way I'm doing that. And she's like, screw it, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, you know, the band yeah, had to be like, that's
0: cool. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm songs. sure the band is truly, <laughs> jazzy." It's probably not the worst things they've seen either. Oh, I might say worst, probably not the craziest thing they've seen either. But so, yeah, but I'm sure that's pretty up there, man. Sure, That's sure. cool. Yeah, so that
1: was one of my graveyard experiences. Um, as far as just, like, the regular hum-dum-jum hum, hum dumb, dumb part of the job, um, yeah, the— the hardest part about it, obviously, is the hours. Yeah. Um One of the one of the downsides to it, not that I was, you know, down or anything, it's just weird thing that happened one day, is I came into work one day and it's kind of like these daylight savings things. Mm-hmm. Your hours get so messed up because you're you're constantly waking up at night. You're constantly yeah. waking up at night. So I'm coming into work one night, and for whatever reason, I've got the military time on my on my watch, like kind of everybody does. That mountains, yeah. you know, it's the twenty four hour uh, time Cycle. clock that we're, yeah. yeah that we're using. So for whatever reason. I thought it was I don't know one o'clock or midnight, and it was like an hour past my shift. Instead oh of shit! Yeah. So I was like hanging out, hanging out uh, in the employee dining room, and people are like, "Oh, what time do you start your shift?" I'm like, "I got to kill like forty five minutes." I came into work way too early. Yeah. They're like, "Well, what time do you work?" I'm like, "I will start at one." And they're like, eh, "It's like one thirty right now." And I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like "Oh, that, that makes they, sense." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I went up to the bar and I called the manager and I told them, told them like that, nothing happened. No yeah, discipline yeah. or anything. That's funny. Because I was like, honestly. Graveyard I, yeah. just caught up to me. Yeah I, did, yeah, I was just woke up in the middle of the night. Right, and I just didn't know where I was at. right.
0: And yeah. they should give uh, the graveyard people a yeah. little leeway. I'm and I only
1: did it one time out of seven. No, years. no, it's like I did it a lot. That's a bizarre Thing,
0: yeah. yeah. I remember one time. So here's a funny story. So when yeah. I I worked graveyard, obviously, and I, I did a when I graveyard, it wasn't at the casino right now. It was the one I was at before. I was working my way up, and same thing. I was so tired. So when I was doing graveyard, my my two oldest kids were little, you know, little mm-hmm. infants or so. I was my days off. I would revert back to normal time, like a lot of family people, because you want a normal family life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but that always mess you up for your time. Sure. So, sure. someone says, I'll be I could never get my sleep done. I didn't do it as long as you, obviously. So, I did one year a uh, graveyard bar barback, one year as a bartender. Okay. And so, when I was, you know, a, a bartender. I mean, so tired and stuff. So I couldn't get my sleep down right. I would sleep a little bit when I came home. When I sleep a little bit before, it was all split up. I'm just you know, it was yeah, all. I looked like a vampire. I was super pale, more pale than I am now. Right, right, yeah, yes, yeah. That's another part. People are yeah, like, why don't you right. get some sun? I'm yeah, like, why, right. why don't you go fuck yourself? I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sir. I mean, yes, that's funny. <laughs> you're, so, right, you, you forget the, to mention those things. Yeah, so, but you do so long. and 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 I did this twice, mind uh-huh. you. What I'm gonna tell you. So I'm uh, then sitting there working with the, the cocktail girls, and I was working at a, a, a front bar that also had like a um, uh, service well off of it too. Uh-huh. In the the barman, so I'm like. I tell the girls, you know, I'm so tired. I'm like, I'll be right back. I gotta use the restroom, so I go to the go to the bathroom, and you know, it's guys, you go down there and you, you open your pants up, whatever. And I'm like, what the hell? Where? where's the pee hole going? Where, where did the pee hole, I was wearing my underwear backwards. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was so tired. That's a I was dressing story. at night. Yeah. I put my underwear on backwards. I did that twice on green. <laughs> I'm like, where the hell did the pee hole go? I'm yep. like, oh shit, it's behind me. <laughs> well, it's because you're waking up in the middle of night. Middle night, you're dressed at night. I was half asleep. Yeah. I was just trying to, I just wanted to get to work on time. Yeah. And that's it. So yes, yeah, so everybody knows out there now, I, I twice totally put my own on backwards. Okay. For graveyard. <laughs> and then, just reminded me of that being so tired, man. Yeah. So you got my graveyard story. Oh, I got your graveyard well, story yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, You're no, like, no, totally Yeah, you killed that. enough, buddy. Yeah. That's
1: what we just described, those two incidents.
0: That's what graveyard feels like. That's if you a don't graveyard. know what
1: graveyard feels like, that's what that's it feels a is. That's what graveyard feels like. Yeah.
0: You're just trying to stay awake for your shifts. Yeah. Uh, another one I had too. Um, I was feeling sick one time, and I went to go take one some um, it was like a cold or something. So I was gonna take a, a, a cold pill. You know, I'm like, to oh, sure. take this, or I get through. Little did I know, stupid me, I took a nighttime cold pill. Oh. I'm in the middle of my shift. Oh, <laughs> <no>. I'm right <grave laughs> in the middle of my shift. <laughs> and I realized that like uh, 10 minutes later, I'm like, Oh shit! And I was oh, with one God. of the regulars He's there all the time. Because, well, what's wrong? And I go, dude, do me a favor and make sure I don't fall asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I muscled through it. But I'm telling you, at the sure. time, I worked at the casino and I worked and, and I lived uh, the other side of town. Getting oh, home was fun for sure. Yeah, yeah, again, on the on the freeway that was really fun. Yeah. And I had to muscle down some coffee. But yeah, that was a that was a fun night to say the least. Yeah. Like trying to stay
1: awake. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If you don't drink coffee, you work in the graveyard. You're gonna start drinking some coffee.
0: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Graveyard is when I started experimenting with a lot of uh, energy drinks and sure. stuff. Yeah, nothing, yes. nothing illegal, but energy drinks. Oh, and,
1: absolutely, absolutely. It,
0: it was funny at the time you, they would sell those um, um, energy pills, and it was the ones that the bow hung or the or the the ones they uh, they got rid of for a while because someone had died on them. You know, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. One of those I, I take, but those work great. It get me up, going, everything, and put. It, and then they they got rid of them. I'm like no, right, my right, mother, right, right what's wrong?
1: Right. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if you felt this way in Graveyard, maybe. Other people do just you know because you're by yourself on Graveyard, so it's hard to share your experiences. Right, but once I got going, like after an hour or so, I was cruising. Yeah, it was just getting
0: there. Yeah, you're right. Getting there was right, and and. Right, and then once you start getting into it and stuff, and then you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm here, yeah, I, I yeah. gotta go, exactly. Yeah, it
1: felt just like bartending during right. the daytime. Or right,
0: the once you get that whole past part of, uh-huh. of everything, and then, because you have your regulars on there, and you get people on there, and there, and obviously it's, it's kind of just like a, a, almost like a day shift, if you don't know what outside the time is, it, sure. it, it can feel like a day shift at the time, you know. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, and, and there were some really good reg- and and the regulars on on the, but I had on on graveyard were, were solid regulars too. You know, they were mm. there. You know, they used to come in a lot of times ap- mm. after work and stuff, and good people and some some of, the-
1: some of those people, like I'll see them today. Yeah. you know like I'll see people I'm like hey I know you from 10 yeah. or 15 years ago yeah. and I'll tell the other bartender I'm like this person kept me awake on yeah.
0: Graveyard get me worried, like, kept you, me company yes. kept me doing you yeah you, you helped
1: me out so much
0: because especially at that time you know after watching SportsCenter for the fourth time you're just your eyes were on the back you're like I don't watch this anymore so you get there and talk but yeah there was definitely some good people on on Graveyard man and uh, like I said you spent seven years on that you know mm-hmm. and then as you look back and you know, all stuff always gets like, like like a blur and stuff but uh, well I want.
1: Wonder- to say too when that happened that um right in the middle of it or right around that period that's when vegas like phoenix had that big economic collapse where ah, yes it affected yes. the rest of the country but it affected us more in this city with the with the real estate market and stuff yeah like it's that. a good big crash so that was like in the middle of when i signed that shift so right. at the tail end of that shift that's when i was like oh are they going to do a rebid because yeah. prior to the uh the housing bubble market crash stuff like that um, I was on that shift and cruising along and doing great. Right. I was doing okay, but there were some nights like around 2010 after that 2008 collapse and yeah, stuff and where we rough. started getting the residual effects from it. Mm, yeah, I didn't um, think about
0: that, but you're right. Yeah. yeah
1: so I, re- I remember that that uh, very distinctly just, just because of that. So,
0: yeah, yeah so starting that shift at the beginning, you were doing yeah, great, obviously. Great yeah. was always a good shift yeah. over there. And then, yeah, I forgot about the collapse, and it kind of totally affected your shift. And obviously- right,
1: and the weekends were great uh, after the kind of economy. Kind yeah. Of, and it, it went down there for a while. Cause what really what happened for, uh, people that don't know about it or whatever, just do a refresher here is, uh, especially in Las Vegas, especially in Phoenix, a lot of people foreclosed on their homes. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. There's and, a big, the housing bubble. Yeah, popped. So yeah. whoever, like some half of our regulars were here, they had to move or yeah. relocate. And a
0: lot of or, people's, uh, we have older people, a lot of their retirement incomes went up in smoke. Cause that that's yep. all that stuff hit the fan. Right. Mm-hmm, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: that, that was big. So, So I would say, uh, but the weird thing about it is I had never used my Army VA loan. Mm -hmm. So during that time, bartending Graveyard, I thought, well, this would be a good time to use that because I can get a house. Yeah. uh, So I I was able to take advantage of it. Oh, good, good. Something
0: good came out of that. Okay. All right. There you go. So
1: anyway, just, you know, just just trying to bring an upside to a downside. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying Graveyard was bad. It's just, it's hard on your sleep. You know, it is. Yeah. I mean,
0: and some people thrive. We have people that that are always on graveyard and they can they can adjust to it mm-hmm. and stuff. And then more power to them. And we mm-hmm. we love you people because it, it they somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. And all of and most of us put our time in and doing it like you yeah. a lot more than ours. I did uh-huh. a little bit and there's a few lucky souls that don't that skate right by that and stuff. And more yeah. power to them, you know. But Absolutely. it's yeah. but like I said, as we said before, it helps build you, you know, as yeah. experience and stuff and mm-hmm. go through and. Now would you say so? Now you work in a swing. Now you've worked all shifts, basically mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. W- what would you say the the for for guest wise uh, the more I don't want to say difficult the more craziest guest experiences are you having? Was it Graveyard Swing Day Shift? I mean, where where can you remember? I know it's a lot to think about. What do you think is going to be the most uh, challenging? I should say.
1: So it would be the nightclub atmosphere on Graveyard. Okay. After the nightclubs closed down, yeah, that,
0: that was definitely a crazy crowd.
1: Well one of the one of the big reasons why is because obviously this goes hand in hand with bartending any shift you have but you have it more so on the graveyard yeah uh, kind of goes without saying sometimes but it's the cutting the people off at three or four in the morning you know that went to the nightclub went and saw the band or went to the dj or whatever and they're not going to call it quits and sometimes these people haven't been to vegas before or this is their second or third time and yeah their place they they have a last call at midnight well, they don't have that here, so they're just going to keep on plowing all the way through. Gotcha. You know, so graveyard, as far as the difficulty goes, um, that's when I had to do the most, like, you know, telling people they couldn't have any more alcohol. Like, literally, like, people would walk up to my bar, and the person would be stumbling, and I'd be like, I just <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, yeah,
0: man, justify you're done. You know, Yeah,
1: you're almost going to pass out. And, and how, how do they handle
0: that? Because, you know, that's the toughest part of a, uh, bartending, is, is the cutting well, of people. out. here's a
1: the- true story. This mm-hmm. happened one time. And I didn't even know how to deal with it. Yeah. I had a guy on Graveyard... Um, Well, and I think police officers would say this too because that's when kind of the loons are out at that time of night. Sometimes freaks come out
0: at night, buddy. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: had a guy one time come in in a hospital gown with the little hospital (laughs) badge on his wrist.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, like, what the? He's like,
1: get me a drink, and I'm like, hang on, real quick. Let me just call security management real quick. He's like, for what? I'm like.
0: Dude, you're I, in a hospital gown. I go, you're
1: literally in a hospital gown with no clothes, and you've got the thing on your wrist. I, I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, yeah, I just got out of the hospital. I want to get a drink. I'm like, I mean, dude, but this is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. You, you need know, some I clothes go, on, I bro. I yeah. I just want to, like for a liability, because I'm working yeah. for corporate America, oh, yeah, right, right. I just want to cover my bases here. Right. And security came over, and I'm, I go, they're not going to kick you out or anything. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah,
0: make sure said, he's okay with anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right.
1: And they came over. He, handed, he had some paperwork in his hand. He handed some paperwork to him, and He's like, hey, you know, we think we're good on it. The bartender just wanted to cover his bases. We'll get you a drink, blah, blah, blah. And he probably stayed for only one or two, but that was a bizarre one. That was a bizarre one.
0: So when he's wearing the hospital gown, and if you can remember, I mean, did he have pants on? Because those hospital gowns, there's nothing. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's funny because I, I always felt had like, that butt showing back. Yeah, that, I
1: felt like it was that, and he had like the, the long johns on underneath it. But all <laughs> it was was that. Dude, and, like, he did not waste any
0: fucking time. We had to right? go there.
1: Right. I think you know the hospital that's a few miles down yeah, the road. Yeah, from yeah, right. Right. yeah. That's where you
0: walked room. from. Wow! Right, <laughs> that's fucking nuts, man. Crazy. And that's kind of a hike too. That's yeah. a missile, but I mean, there's so much to that to unpack. Yeah. So you see this dude coming. Up. First of all, you're thinking like, wait, is it Halloween? No, it's not Halloween. You're right. like, this is the middle of June. What the fuck is going on? Well, but whatever the time it is, you're yeah, like, when you're thinking, I see is it, I'm, I'm thinking, you know,
1: I'm, he, a, he doesn't look a, intoxicated. a costume party or going? No, right? Yeah, but I'm just like. Um, what if he walked... I don't know. It was just... Right. Oh, I, no, I don't you blame you. Don't, I would
0: have done the same thing. Like, I would have been more comfortable if somebody. he
1: walked up to the bar in his pajamas. Right, but when exactly. He had the gown yeah, the the with the actual... Little,
0: he's like, could <laughs> you please at least cut that off? Right, right. Yeah. And he told <laughs> me, he's 20. like, yeah. I just, just. I,
1: he goes, I just got uh, oh. out of the... I'm like,
0: I wonder that what he was in the hospital for. Hopefully it wasn't for like, uh, you know, too much alcohol or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, something. Right, exactly. I
1: mean, just... It, I think anybody else would have just went home.
0: Yeah, yeah, know? right. So, yeah, so no. That, that's where. Yeah, that dude needed a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so you guys. So Yeah, yeah, that's oh. fucking funny. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. What What do you so do? That's in that where thing? it
1: was like with with the difficult customers. Now, uh, swing shift can probably be the toughest. I, I don't. I don't want to say it's the toughest as far as like cutting as many people off. Right. It's just
0: dealing with it's,
1: it's the busiest out of all of them out of yes. the day shift the swing shift uh stuff like that right so um you're dealing with more of like an army ant mentality it's just when you get busy it just it's non-stop it's like yeah. the army ants they just keep coming and coming and coming. right 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 you know and so that's a different kind of stress level than it was on graveyard as far as dealing with the difficult customers gotcha. because gotcha. those customers are like oh you didn't serve me a drink right now and there's been people at the bar that have been waiting there five or ten minutes, and this person just walked up, and they yeah. don't know why they're not getting a drink right. Right, now. right, right, right. Know, exactly. Like, hey, right, like, hey, It's right,
0: right. like, hey, "You got to wait your turn, bud." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so yeah, it's just it's just kind of a different ball of wax uh, right. as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, the, the more strange occurrences were on a Graveyard. There were some good ones, like right. I said with the yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, good yeah. strange, yeah. and then there's some bad strange yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange yeah, strange doesn't always mean bad. It can right.
0: be good sometimes. Like that was a little different, right? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So yeah, and so I would imagine with the casino we're at, the swing shift is usually where you get your your, your, uh, your quantity of people is where you mm-hmm. get your, your most, your heaviest uh, traffic. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, day shift can, can experience that too, but I think most all, overall, mostly the, the swing shift gets the bulk of that. You know, uh, you have little, you know, uh, blips here and there with like graveyard like when, when the band was there and afterwards the after parties mm. would, would get busy and well, stuff. Well one that. of
1: the blips on day shift is if uh, you're working at a place where they're doing a giveaway.
0: Oh or, yeah. Or if you're working at a place
1: yeah. where they're doing some kind of promotional activity yeah. on day shift. Right. Yeah then on those days they can be just as hectic.
0: Oh yeah they can know? be just you can get Like you know, I think
1: uh, at uh, some of these places we work at like they'll give uh, pumpkin pies away during the daytime during Thanksgiving. Oh yeah you and know? that's
0: huge. And that, you, know,
1: you could be yeah. working day shift mm-hmm. 9 in the morning. Oh, the yeah. That miles
0: it's the day before Thanksgiving. Is one of the biggest, you know, yes. days of the year, busiest. Yeah, so you can you
1: can. It, if you're bartending, you could work any shift and yeah. just be
0: and be pummeled by yeah. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would say it's funny because you're right about that. But and I, when you're working for me, so and I'm talking for myself. When I'm working swing, I was more prepared for the busyness because you're already used to it. Mm-hmm. Then day shift, if you're just getting a few times a year, like a really hit, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're always not ready for, it. like, oh right, shit, right, right, screw this, right, right? Exactly. On your own screen shift, you're like, yeah, it's busy. It's just, I mean, what the else? The nice is
1: thing about day shift is you get those people from like the, the 6 o'clock crowd to the 11 in the morning crowd where mm-hmm. they're coming in they're just doing the Bailey's coffee they're yeah. easing, they're, they're co- easing into their,
0: their day yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's a very comfortable period uh doing the day shift obviously it's not always like that because it right. can be super
0: busy too for the most part though but
1: for the most part you're getting that just relaxed crowd yeah, yeah. you know and they're not doing, like, those the heavy, heavy cocktails? No,
0: no. They're just, they're just starting their day. They're just yeah. going to go out and have a drink or two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people come from the lines from around, hey, you know, just give me this. Not that they're drinking, but they're just coming in relaxing, whatever yeah. it is. But you're right. It's more of a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. And then yeah. you get the flip around about four or five where it kind of starts, or sometimes even earlier that you start flipping, where you get the people coming in yeah. after work or the party people or whatever. Yeah. Like,
1: and you can definitely, bartending a while, you can definitely tell that, too. You Like, you can definitely tell – the drinks based on the time of day, like you're going to get most of your Bailey's coffees and most of your bloody Marys and vodka cranberries on, on day shift. Yeah. You know, uh, you're going to, you're going to learn how to make those drinks better on on those shifts and stuff. Like if people want Jameson in them, Bailey's Jameson coffee, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, mess around with the bloody Marys, uh, with the spices and stuff and make different little concoctions for people and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah not not to say obviously we you can get those drinks any time of the day, right, it's right just you might get five or six of them in a row, right,
0: you get them heavy in there, yeah, yeah as, as we like know, the waitresses they're they're, their their, their trade looks like they're working at Starbucks. It's mm-hmm. just all copies, right. yeah, exactly right, yeah. right. Yeah. which they love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, well, yeah.
1: well, when they first opened, and this is just a joke about you know about us, uh, but uh, I think the public will like this part too just find it funny is uh when we first opened, it, some executive up there thought, "Hey, there might be a good idea during the daytime to have a,
0: a coffee cart and yeah, and a, yeah. And a cookie oh, cart I remember that boy. Those, and I'm just like, that did not go but over the well. Waitresses <laughs> would like to serve <laughs> that's those what, coffees. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, that was uh, an open revolt, man. They yeah. yeah. And it's funny that executive had no clue. He didn't yeah, understand whatsoever. I'm like, dude, that's what the girls are there for. You know, right. you're dipping if into their person, their, if their living. If that person, you have a
1: cart that's just specifically that the casino, the person's just walking around serving bottles of water and coffee. Well, that's half of what the day shift is doing, especially in the yeah, morning day time. shift
0: girls. Exactly, that's good, yeah. and you're taking all their money away from yeah. them that they're making and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't he didn't understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. I we understand his idea. I mean, like, that's great, dude. But that's sure. what you have the girls for. Yeah, yeah. that's what they're there for. You mm-hmm. know, it'll need a cart because. So they're taking. Yeah, I don't, mean, it. I
1: don't even think that idea lasted longer
0: than a year. No, yeah, but, because, like I said, it was an yeah. over-revolt. It was a lynch mob. They had the whole yeah. pitchforks and torches going on. They were storming Frankenstein's well, castle. Yeah, <laughs> they were going to bring him down. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I remember, because I worked that service, but they were <laughs> angry as well, shit. Well, I don't, I don't know if you
1: remember this, but one of our—I don't know if it was because of this, but one of our beverage managers had put, like, a cutout— from the casino there, mm-hmm. was a, there was a picture of this guy this executive yeah they'd put a cutout life-size picture of him behind the door yeah so you couldn't see it when you walked in the beverage office But right. if you ever closed the door yeah there he
0: was yeah there and he was. They <laughs> used it like a dart are <laughs> all these holes in his face yeah. for you that's called good aim buddy it's yeah. called good aim yeah. <laughs> that's funny
1: good
0: times yeah good times, good times. So um, Mike, now you are bartending on Swing Chef now, yeah. right? And how long have you been doing that? For for a few years now?
1: You know, uh like when you said the graveyard thing, yeah, it just feels like it time just flies just bl- by, huh? blends in. Yeah. I'm gonna guesstimate like five years. Yeah. But if uh someone showed me a piece of paper and they said, Oh, it's only been four, yeah. it's been yeah. six, like, Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because even like this this place that I've been at right now, if it's like been twenty, twenty two years, mm-hmm. it just feels like uh like oh, okay, like I'll I'll use this as an example. You have kids, I have kids. Mm-hmm. My my little boy right now my youngest one he's nine years old but it yeah. just was like yesterday I was putting his he's diapers old. on yeah you know exactly. and it feels that way sometimes at the casino too yeah I was like, right ah, I think I was working graveyard like a year ago but yeah it was yeah yeah it's years ago exactly yeah, so right. I want to say like five or six years probably okay. is what it felt like
0: now I mean you liking your shift now I mean if if you think back what shift have you really li- I know they're all different they all like it but what, where have you been really like hey this is really nice I like this this shift or like is it currently now and you could be skewed by you know you're well, working now?
1: I, I I do really like it. Um, I like the bar that you're at too. Yeah. The two things that I like about those two bars, particularly those two bars, is they're like meat and potato bars. Yeah. You know, they're sports. Um, they're sports. They're meat and potatoes. They're just your gambling and players and yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't get high end high end players and stuff. You're
0: like right, that but too. yeah, but we're not a high end bar. Right. Our bars right. are not high end. Right. Exactly. And I definitely.
1: Those are the people I grew up with. That's what I grew up with. You connect with those people more, right? Working. Exactly. Yeah. So and I, and I don't want to use the word blue collar because the people that sit at our bar they're not all blue collar. No, no. We have you some know. people
0: that yeah. Or we got
1: people that are doctors, business
0: owners, are, doctors, yeah, and then all the way down to construction workers to yeah, people, people that you that know, are prisons. And yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, police officers. You know, so it's it's a but it's a type
0: thing. of a a, a a mixture. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a type of people yeah, that come in yeah. the, the type of uh, mindset I want to say when they come to our bar, right? And
1: and I'm not saying that the other high end bars. Um, don't have that, but obviously the, the, the difference in that, and you can make money at both. It's just one's like a nightclub atmosphere and yes. the other one's a meat and potatoes atmosphere. Yeah,
0: you're right. So that's yeah. what I really like. You like that. Yeah. And, and. Right, and then some people that gravitate towards the nightclub stuff, and I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if, if given a choice, I like uh, what you said—the meat, potatoes, bar—and mm-hmm. uh, at one point, I was gravitating towards the nightclub one. You know, I like mm-hmm. that and stuff, and that's a different animal. And those—and God bless those bartenders, because that that gets tough. You want to talk about tough drinks? That's well, when it gets rough. Not to
1: interrupt you, but yes. I think one of the one of the tougher parts about that job is you think about do, you think about doing this like uh, five days a week, eight hours a day, blah, blah mm-hmm. blah is that music when you get in there. Yes. You know, if you, yeah. if you have a little bit of a nausea or a headache before you go in, yeah. that's gotta be the tough part about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. Working that nightclub stuff was really good. And I really like doing it uh, when I did breaks. Yes. When I was telling you about that. I did a lot of that up at that the center, up, bar. center bar, center bar, center yeah. bar. Yeah. And um, so uh, anyway, you know, that, that's why I was saying like that, that was fun. Yeah. It's just, I was, now that I'm older, I'm thinking about, well, I don't know of all, all that music, but yeah. I see older guys that do the stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. You As know? you
0: know, this stuff, after a while, it becomes background. You don't really yes. hear it, but you're right, but you're right, but it's a different feel to it, you know? Yes. You go in there, right, exactly, yeah. and it's a different uh, thing, but yeah, and there's there's older gentlemen that they love doing it, and they're, they're making great money out of it. Right, and right. I guess once you get into it, you just into it, and, you know, and then you get mm-hmm. used to it, we get comfortable where we're at and stuff and mm-hmm. everything, and... And, and you get your people, but it's definitely a different type of crowd going in, mm-hmm. you know, and that center bar was closed down because they had remodeled it, you know, for the summertime, we were seeing a lot of those people and those people were, were fine. There's was Absolutely. great, but you could totally tell the difference, you know? Yeah. Well, and,
1: you, you want to go to like, if, uh, just as a regular person, you want to be able to go out to these different atmospheres. You want to go out to where yeah. you're wearing a, a cocktail dress or yes. you're wearing your little suit. Yeah. You want to go out. Stuff, exactly. You know, mix it up, mingle, right. hear the music, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then. There's other bars where you want to like uh, watch March Madness, yeah, or you want to watch the Masters. You want to
0: sit there and just talk, you know? yeah. Or yeah, exactly. you just want to
1: sit and talk to people, talk to some of the talk other to people, people with you. you, you. Got the, yeah, the sports going on in the background,
0: play your machine and stuff. Yeah, and then sports yeah. or you want you, can, you know the barman sometimes plays music, but we have sports on the TV, or yeah, I just want to relax stuff, and it's not really the uh, the woohoo kind of right, crowd right. stuff, you know. And um, and every bar has you know every place has its its, its place for that mm. and. and when you get like nightclub people into a regular bar, it really stands out a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah. Uh, whether yeah. it's good or bad. Sometimes right. it's good, sometimes it's bad. You gotta go like, man, you guys gotta calm down. You well, are exactly, exactly. exactly. But
1: where it can be good, and this is from my graveyard experiences drawing on that, like the nightclubs would close down. Yeah. And they'd come in. And it wouldn't necessarily be the rock band ones, it'd just be a nightclub close down. They'd yeah. come in afterwards. Sometimes that's where
0: you're doing really good, too. Right. Oh, you got yeah. some good people going to that. Like, exactly. Oh, let's yeah. do this. Blah, blah. Yeah, they, want, right. they want to keep it going and stuff yeah. like that, you know? And I, and I would just say, like, and touching on it again, those nightclub bars that are nightclub or even uh, music-based, you, you're going to definitely uh, stretch those bartending skills because that's when you start getting all those different drinks. Mm-hmm and I'll give those bartenders you know that work nightclub bars or high end uh, fancy restaurant bars or you know oh. live band bars those people have to really bartend you know what yeah. we do sometimes we make some drinks but ours is pretty simple drink wise what yeah. we get those are the guys who are getting all the fucking drinks and all the drink and yeah. That's and that's and well,
1: whenever, that can
0: really stretch you out I mean it's fun sometimes
1: whenever you have to add a drink menu
0: to yes. your repertoire yep That that that
1: ups the ante of what you're having to do. Because you're doing
0: a bunch of different stuff. Yeah.
1: I worked a a steakhouse uh, prior to coming to where we're at. Steakhouse bar in the casino. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was like that because they had... They had an actual wine cabinet full of wine. Another,
0: another animal, yes.
1: Right. They had all these different liquors that I never yeah. served before. This grappa, the yeah, like Poli, yeah. So you never heard of yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and then in, in the restaurant because people are in steakhouse, they're old. They're ordering some of these older drinks too that you don't yeah. make a lot of. Them. Yeah, Rob
0: oh. Roy, a sidecar. Exactly. Well, now old fashions are back in town, but they, it, they, yeah, yeah, because they're, that they're, was really nothing. That like was nothing. Nobody was drinking those about yeah. two or three years ago. Now. But but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you kind of like wait a minute to oh okay got yeah it, exactly. so
1: so that steakhouse bar that that uh, uh broadened my my skills a lot more too because i yes. was making a lot of those mm-hmm. things all the it's time. good to know it's good to it experience was, that yeah people at the bar where they might just order regular drinks but the food servers they'd come up yeah and they'd order everything that was in my bartending mm-hmm. bar. one one night oh yeah I'm like, oh wow, yeah I've yeah literally made everything and
0: that helps you like i said it's, uh, it helps you you know, stretch out those bartending muscles on on mm-hmm. on, on building a drink and how mm-hmm. to build it and stuff. And that when you start building those type of drinks, especially the old school ones that mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, ingredients in it, it, it helps you flex those muscles. You yeah, know, sometimes and sometimes yeah. it's fun. Unless you're really busy, where you're like, "Oh shit, I got to make you know 18 sidecars." And this, you know, it's just if it, if it's kind of a medium pacing, it, it could be kind of fun. Like, oh, I haven't done this in a while, and so get at it and stuff.
1: And where, where that helped me, uh, going from that one to this one. Going from the the steakhouse, the next one I had was breaks and I was working that center bar that we're talking about. And Mm -hmm. I was usually there between like six, eight, nine o'clock at night, two or three hours a night. Yeah. And that helped me. You think, well, steakhouse, that's different than all that music and stuff going on. But you got those drinks, you got those menus. And a lot of the times the other bartenders would want me to work the well where the cocktail dishes are working out of because you're pumping out all those drinks. Yeah. I had that experience from that that steakhouse because the steakhouse was – it was attached to an Italian restaurant and it was attached to a, a steakhouse. Plus, I had a little baby grand piano out in front of
0: my bar. And so you're doing both sides. So then. yeah, wow. so I'm bam,
1: bam, 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 am just making drinks constantly all night. And then on the weekend we had another bartender with me. Anyway, going forward to that, uh, that center bar, did the, the center bar. And a lot of times the guys, girl, ladies behind the bar too, they were like, Hey, you mind working the girls? Night? I totally don't mind. Right, right. Because, yeah. you know, I was doing this right before I did.
0: Right, know, yeah. You can jump Because it can be intimidating to a bartender having sure. to come into that. Yeah, and, and and I get it. You know, it's it's a different animal, you mm-hmm. know? And just going to a different bar that's not yours altogether can be intimidating. But then you're going to a, like a nightclub bar, like we said, and, and you're a bartender for a while. You know that, man. Well, that, and you
1: also have to be mindful of the fact, too, that, and a lot of the guys that work at the nightclubs down the strip, is you're charging people 20, 30 bucks for a cocktail. Yeah. So you got to make it right, too. Right. Oh, yeah, you exactly. Like, yeah, make, yeah, someone's like, paying that. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I
0: want to make this good. Exactly. Yeah,
1: if, if they're looking at the menu and they're going, oh, I want to order this raspberry cosmopolitan that's on the menu here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to make them, you know, if they're paying for the Grey Goose
0: or whatever, the Belvedere, and, whatever the, yeah, because it's, the, it's the costing the food them food a stuff. pretty penny. Yes. And you want to yes. make sure you want them to eat and let, you want so, them to drink and be like, oh, this is totally worth it. Yeah. yeah so I that's that. where
1: like the different aspects of bartending help me, like work in the different bars.
0: Yes. You know? Oh, and then it helps you build your, you know, like I said, your repertoire, your, your mm. experience and, and, Knowing that you can go in any situation and you got it, you know. Yeah. And when you're first starting out, it can be, like I said, it can be intimidating.
1: That's the exact word I was going to use. It made that bar, the center bar, a little less intimidating for me because I was used to selling people $20 glasses of
0: wine or making
1: a $15 old fashioned. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, you touched on, too, you know. Wines, which I've never had much experience with. And that's a whole another different world. A, whole that's different a world. That's why they yeah. have those guys called sommeliers that, that, mm-hmm. that study and become this big thing because that is mm-hmm. a whole. Different, I, I would have almost incorporated it to being not really part of the bartending world or it's an extension of that. It's a profession and a profession. It's a profession within itself. Yeah. And anybody who has any kind of knowledge, of that, I, I give them high praise because that stuff is an ever changing is world and, and, and it is so complex and, and they're, you know, tasting my taste buds never been that great. It's just so. It's interesting to see a, like a Salmonier, like a really good one, and how they do it, and how they, it's like, man, how do you even keep track of all this well, stuff? Yeah, there's th-
1: just so much going on. The inside joke with uh, Salmoniers is that they're donating their liver to their <laughs> to craft. To you have to yeah. taste. Oh yeah, stuff. you're just science, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's the the good experience about that from a bartender's perspective. Is that it gives you that extra boost boost of confidence when you're working a different bar, saying, yes. "Hey, you know what? I've sold somebody $150 a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of wine, so now I'm at this bar and I'm I'm selling somebody yeah. a twenty dollar shot of scotch or cognac. Right. I'm right. not that intimidated, right? Exactly. Yeah, it, it can
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah, and, and and it helps you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It gives you the confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. Cool, Brian. Um Hey, Mike. Thanks, man. Is there anything else uh, you got? Any other, anything else to say, or you want to plug or bring up or anything? Just
1: you know, just appreciate you having me. Uh I've known you for a long time. Yeah. No, this has you been great, made man. You the show very comfortable. Right. So, oh, I'm glad you know, I did, man. Yeah. I'm glad I did. And you've yeah. been
0: great, man. This is a lot of stuff. And, man, we dropped almost another hour for our second part, brother. Great, great, been It's, great, it's great. just full and of well, bites. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like the graveyard and stuff. I don't remember what you know. Yeah, it just blended in.
0: It just blended right. And and and, and like I said, you you've, you've had a long career, man. It's all interesting, and you and and it's good to talk to someone like you. E- everybody that that lives in Vegas coming in, but coming in, we have got a real experienced person because you got a lot on on you. And I know sometimes I ask a lot of my uh, people that I ask on. Like I don't remember anything, but um, you start talking, stuff comes out. Yeah. you know, it's all in there a lot of times. So I tell hey, man, sometimes it's in there. Sometimes you just got to jar it loose a little bit. Yep. You know, talk about it and yep. stuff starts coming out and stuff. And um. Again, um, yeah, you remember anything or you want to bring anything up or you, I
1: think I'm good. I I, I like that you had me all the questions and it just helped me out a
0: bunch. Oh, I'm glad it did, man. I do it. And it's been, it's been great. Thanks brother. Thank you. Hey guys. Uh, it's been Mike here again. Thank you everybody for for, for coming back out and l- listening to the show. Hope you guys all enjoyed this This stuff. It's been awesome and everything. Hey, everybody, if you want to follow the show, I'm at Twitter and Instagram at TFV underscore podcast. It's at TFV underscore podcast. Or if you want to contact me, it's Tales from Vegas Podcast at yahoo.com hey guys you listen out there if you enjoy the show please try to rate if there's a, a rating on there it helps to grow the show and helps get it out there and stuff or, or please share with uh, someone out there or family whatever if you're enjoying it uh, even if you're not enjoying it share it anyways live for me <laughs> again thanks Mike thanks for coming down and joining me here thanks everybody for joining me again I'll talk to you guys later see you. bye